What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of kings, the king of content. And the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Radamus. You in the Desert Storm Bunker with EWF and CGA, Every Woman's Fantasy and C God Allah, and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. We are back in here with a blue chip mindset. This is the mindset where we keep our mind on our money and our money on our mind. However, we are not doing a three and a half hour motivational speech we will include some of the crazy stuff that we normally include in our show but we will have food for thought food for the normies and i opened up today's stream with a fantastic poll question and there's no right or wrong answer just think about this question for you okay i have an opinion on the question but think about this question for you if you were given an option and of course life doesn't work this way but if you were given an option at age 22 as a young man same, similar to Zion Williams. He's 22 years old. He's a young man. He has millions and millions of dollars in his hand. Would you, if you were Zion Williams, or, uh, sorry, if you were 22 years old, would you take $1 million with the opportunity of a lifetime to take that $1 million and possibly parlay it and flip it with good financial advice and knowledge? Would you take that $1 million right now knowing what you know today, you can't say that you're going to go find a financial advisor. You're going to learn about money. Knowing what you know today, if I gave you the chance, you were 22 years old, would you take the $1 million right now? Or would you say, no, 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 no. I want to take the forty-five, the $5 million at 45, at age 45. All right. Now, at age 45, you could have go through some stress and struggles. And then the $5 million is waiting there. You have an annuity. You have some sort of thing there. You have some inheritance. You have somebody that left you some money in a trust or something like that, handed it down, an inheritance where you knew. Possibly, let's just say you didn't know because if you did know, you might live life a little bit differently. But let's just say you all the work that you worked for, at 45, you finally hit it. And at $5 million at 45, you would you take the guaranteed $5 million, everything that you worked hard for, or would you take the $1 million up front Knowing absolutely, well, not nothing, but knowing what you know today, what would you do? Would you would you wait or would you take it? I have to, this is an interesting question because a lot of people have some good opinions. And listen, no right answer on this one. It's all about what you want here. And this is what we're here to do for you. Um, when I was 22 years old, I actually told somebody this and they were completely, completely blown away. I said, I would not take them. I, I would not. I said I would not be ready to be a millionaire today, okay? I think I was like 22 or 23, and I told somebody that. I remember the conversation like it was yesterday. I was sitting in the airport. There were two women. I was talking to two women because I was traveling with my basketball team. One was the assistant coach, and one was a player who was a senior, I believe. And um, they both had business backgrounds. So they one was a business major. One graduated with a, a business degree or accounting or something like that, and it was me. And so we were talking and I was about that age. And I said, I don't think I would be ready to be a millionaire knowing what I know. Okay. And so they were like, no, 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 take the money now. And then they did the old, well, all you got to do is, and you do this and you do that and you put it here and you put it through there. Then they had the old, what, this is what you would do, obviously. 
But the funny thing is not that obvious. It is not that obvious. You would think it's pretty obvious as to what you should do when you have a million dollars compared to what you will do when you have a million dollars. See, what you will do when you have a million dollars is going to be significant, especially if you don't have the information, especially if you're not prepared. That's why it says why you aren't prepared for wealth and why you will fumble the bag. What you will do is going to be completely different than what you should do, okay? Do what you should do without knowledge, without work ethic, without experience. That one million dollars probably going to go burn up in flames. And the funny thing is the one million dollars is not that much money. All right. Now, this is just my opinion on this one. And I'm going to back it up with evidence a little bit later on in the show, because here's some things. Millionaires go broke. I know people think that they don't, but millionaires go broke every day, B. A million dollars is not that much money in today's world. I mean, maybe back when I was 22, it was a lot of money. But a million dollars is not a lot of money because, you know, you're, you're basically going to change your lifestyles and habits. Millionaires go broke every day, B. All right. And much of it is because, you know, bad investments. It's not the old saga of the, um, the lottery winners. Mega million lottery winners go broke. Look at this ninja right here. Where he at? Look at him. Niggas always got to show they all right. A lot of people, when they become millionaires, they have a they start leveraging debt because they believe that they, they listen to what people tell them. Well, all you have to do is leverage debt. Um, I know millionaires that were millionaires until the 2008 housing market crash. A lot of people became broke as millionaires. As a matter of fact, in the professional sports, these millionaires that get this money at that age, 22, 23, 24, 78 percent of them end up broke after three years of retirement. Three years, three years. Now, some millionaires do have the ability to come back. Some of them file bankruptcy. Doesn't mean you're broke if you file bankruptcy. It just means you're doing a legal maneuver. Um, many times, you know, what they might do is they say, I have a million. I'll buy a house. By the way, you buy a house in the average house price in America. Hold on for a second. The average house price in America um, in many places where people live, um, metropolitan areas, or we call them metropolises, these are the house is going to take half of your money. And obviously, if you had a million dollars, you wouldn't put five hundred thousand dollars of cash towards the house, because if you do, I mean, that's that's all of your nest egg right there. Now you're down to five hundred thousand dollars. So obviously, you're probably going to say, well, I'll just buy a two million dollar house and then I'll finance it over 30 years. I'll spread it out. I'll, I'll obviously have the money and I'll pay it down. But a lot of people go broke that way. A lot of people go broke doing that strategy. They start off in debt and they got a million dollars cash bird in the hand. They got bird in the hand and they go get a six million dollar house. <laughs> right. Instead of going bird in the hand, five hundred thousand dollar house. It doesn't make sense. People are like, why would you do that? Now you only got five hundred thousand dollars left. <laughs> now you got to be stay a millionaire at five hundred thousand. You see what I mean? These are all the things. These are all the things that get people to lose bags. Another thing that will get you to lose bags is women. Mm. Women. Women will make you fumble the bag. And we're going to discuss that today with your boy Zion Williamson. Is he potentially fumbling the bag by getting a straggle daggle, a confirmed straggle daggle, and almost a confirmed allegedly apex predator impregnated? Mm. A single mother and a woman at least eight years older than him, which defies all logic. It absolutely <laughs> defies all logic when we actually see what we have done here today. 
and they made a beautiful video. We're going to go over the video. And the funny thing about this video, the funny thing about this video, people are making judgments about this gentleman. But I don't think the judgments are I, I don't think I think he needs to listen to this judgment. This woman is not the one he needs to impregnate. I'm telling you, this is why you don't give money to young people. This is why you don't do it, because of obvious, I mean, the, the opportunity of a lifetime to pass your legacy on, to pass your genetics on, the opportunity of a lifetime to become one of the people who have been the wealthiest people down the line, to build your legacy, ninjas will ninja. Ninjas will ninjas. Ninjas always go ninja. <laughs> right? Ninjas always go ninja. I mean, the opportunity that you had to be able to eugenically select the person you're going to procreate with and make your your legacy live on. You can be a king of kings and ninjas go ninja. Mm. <laughs> it always going to be a ninja that's going to prove the world right that a ninja go ninja and show teeth. Niggas always got to show they teeth. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, take a tribute to the day show. Dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the Cash App. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And also, you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel. These are all donations. These are all tips to the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund because children are a terrible thing to abuse. And uh, we definitely have a passion for that. And we don't have, and we definitely have a passion for not dealing with the bullshit. This is not income. I don't have a job. Anyway, what do we got going on today? Let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show. And you see the topic crawling across the screen. We're going to have a good show. It's Wednesday. I normally am less uptight on Wednesday. All right, Monday and Tuesday, for some reason, I'm super duper uptight. Uh, it seems like I'm juggling a whole bunch of things. I don't know what it is. I have always, I enter into the week, and it's always like chaos to me when Monday and Tuesday. But Wednesdays, I can actually relax a little bit. So I have my car getting um, service today. Guys, if you want to get here's the thing, man. If you guys want to get into luxury cars, expensive cars, man, services, tires, man, please. Y'all ninjas, man. You guys don't know. I did a video on the, my, uh, the Notorious CGA channel about just the cost of tires. I mean, oil changes, ninjas. This ain't you can't go to Jiffy Lube, man. Can't go to Jiffy Lube. My oil change is about to cost me. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I can't even tell you. Uh, maintenance is the most expensive thing that you will have out here, guys. Listen to me, young men. I'm not talking about maintenance just with cars. I'm talking about with houses, with women. Okay? Maintenance is going to be your biggest expense. And then if you don't take care of your maintenance, repair, repair, is the major expense that goes for marriages, relationships, cars, and houses. Okay, you guys, you babysitting ninjas, always proving that you guys got game. But I'm like, you babysitting maintenance paying ninjas. I'm like, I don't understand why that makes you a bigger, better man. Well, she likes me for me, of course she does, because you're paying the maintenance fee. You dumb nin ninjas go ninja. Ninjas always go ninja. Maintenance is the biggest expense that you will have. When you buy something other than repair. So there's the cost of buying. You think it's expensive buying. Wait till you pay a maintenance bill. <laughs> right? Mm. Women are women are constant maintenance bills. Houses are constant ma maintenance bills. 
All right, so you pay $500,000 for the house. That don't even include the maintenance. Okay, nobody ever says, I sold my, when people sell their houses, I'm going to get to these super chats. People sell their houses. They, they'll tell me, I bought the house at $500,000. I sold it for $750,000. And then they'll say, I made $250,000. And I said, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. How long did you live there? How much did you put into that house for upkeeps and maintenance and, and upgrades? No, you probably cleared 50 grand. And then you talk about how much you had to get back to your real estate agent, the 6% and split between the two commissions. Ninja, you made 50 grand. Congratulations. Most of you broke even in HOA fees and taxes. Most of you broke even. Some of you guys lose money. So let's count the cost, the true cost of ownership, of everything, of women, of homes, of cars. If you count the cost of luxury vehicles, Ninja, y'all would not want to, you wouldn't even want to drive the damn thing. They told me about the oil change and the spark plugs, and then I almost fainted. I was like, yo, I can choose one. All right, I need tires. Do I need an oil change? <laughs> right. Do I need spark plugs? And then if you don't use the maintenance right, and then they say, well, you don't need the oil change today, obviously, then you put it off. Well, you don't need the spark plugs today, and guess what's going to happen? Something's going to happen. It's going to be a malfunction. You're eventually then going to get a repair bill. See, if you skip the maintenance, you're going to get a repair bill. If you skip the maintenance in your relationships, you're going to get a repair bill for your relationship. And the repair bill is way worse than the maintenance bill in a relationship. This is why. Choose relationships carefully. Try to make sure you understand when you get the woman and you get her and she's yours, you now have to maintain that relationship. And there's a cost to it. It is not free. Relationships are not free. And I'm tired of having this conversation. Pursuing women and running game and going to the clubs and getting dressed fresh to death and putting your shoes and cologne and belts and suits and scarves and hair rags and do rags, maintaining her, making sure she's happy. It is not free. Women, men do not get women for free. Okay. When you get a woman, you got to maintain her. And that takes money, energy, attention, and or time. And if you don't do it, you're going to either have to replace or repair, repair that woman. You're going to have to replace or repair. And replace is a way worse cost than even repair. Okay, so let's get back to the show here. Let's get to, back to the show. You're going to be exhausted. Women are not a free resource. Anyway, let's get to it. Jed, Jed 77 says, have you peeped that XXs are now using criminal laws or not using criminal laws, but civil courts for allegations? Shout out to the alligators. There's money to be made and less evidence required in civil court. Yeah, that's that's not new. They've been doing that definitely for the last couple of decades. But uh, the criminal court, there's definitely way more onus of them, a burden of proof. Okay, you have to have a beyond a reasonable doubt. You have to have unanimous. And where in the civil case, you can have a split jury, a preponderance of evidence. It doesn't have to be 100% unanimous. And, um... And um, there's less burden of proof on the acute for the accusers part. So, yeah, I mean, it's very simple as to why you do that. You can also get a payoff um, directly through the civil courts. And this is why men particularly don't like when women take it to the civil courts and not the criminal court because of that exact reason. Albert Wesker says straggles out here, apex predators like Randy Orton now here. And shout out to Randy. 
Jay Flo says, spotted a fraudulent charge on my credit card. Lock up my credit and lock up your credit and stay on top of your finances. Blue chip mindset, coach gang. Uh, go, go to your, you do have ability to lock up your credit. There are some trade-offs to locking up your credit, meaning that, you know, if you want to have something done or buy, get a credit card or purchase something, and uh, they look up your credit. If it's locked, it will prevent you unless you lock, unlock it in advance and allow it. So there are some services for that, but they ain't paying me. So I ain't telling you who it is. But if you want to sponsor my show, these services, let me know. Rational Rationality says, my ex's OBGYN did a pap smear. And the OBGYN said, it's barbecue in there. All right. Our singleton says, me being a New Orleans Pelicans fan. Yes, I'm from Baton Rouge. He says he can say he doesn't want to play basketball. He says he can say he doesn't want to play basketball. You can't say you don't want to be a father because that's going to cost him a lot of money. This this woman here, we're going to do a little bit. of I'm The woman that he impregnated, man, I'll tell you, you talk about making uh, uh, nobody somebody overnight. This is what he has done. Marriage causes divorce. P.J. Washington. And uh, somebody, oh, Mr. Hakimi, Zion, who's next? There's always going to be somebody next. Okay? Women are very, very savvy at finding the resources. Nature boy. Woo! Uh, One million at 22. I'll spend it on cars and gorditas. Broke as F in six months. I already know that. I already know that. Most men, most of you guys will blow $1 million at age 22 faster than you know it. Faster than you know it. First of all, you ninjas will go ahead and buy your mama a house, which is absolutely asinine. <laughs> you know, you ninjas grew up in the struggle. Well, first thing I'm going to do, mama, is buy you a house. <clears throat> Dumb ninja move. All right. You already blew the majority of it. <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right. And it's not. Hey, look, I seen white people do this, too. All right. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Mama, I ain't going to let you behind. You the first one I'm going to take care of. I'm going to buy you a house. And now you live in. And guess what? That house payment ain't coming down. Who did that? There was a guy who did that. And he told his mom to get out the house because he needed to downgrade. What happened was the guy did it. I did a story on this. I can't remember what athlete. But the guy did that. He bought his mama a house. And then, the, like, the sister lived in there and all, like, you know, it was a whole damn plantation in there. Well, then he retired, and then he was like, hey, you got to downgrade, mama. And she was like, nope. She's like, I ain't downgrading. This is my house. You bought it. But she was never making any payments. He was making all the house payments. Who was it? I can't remember. Was it Jalen Rose? It was somebody else. Uh, Jalen Rose was not exactly that situation. His situation was the mom died, and the sister lived in the house. He had to kick out the sister. So it wasn't Jalen Rose. It was somebody else. But, but. It was the, he had to move the mom. This, this was a situation where the athlete was moving the mom out of the house and the mom did not want to downgrade. Okay. Nope. She was like, no. That was absolutely tragic. It's tragic. He says, more than one. Yeah. It's more than one. Jalen Roses was different. I think his mother died and the sister lived in the house and then the sister did not want to leave the house. So that's even, that's a similar situation, but it wasn't the same. Shout out to Jalen Rose. Wow. Shout out to uh, Peru and do not buy your mother a house, <laughs> right? Do not buy your mother a house. Please don't. Please don't. I mean, maybe down the line if you want to, but the first damn thing you do is not buy her a house. Peruvian heat. What's up, coach? I'm thinking of going monk mode for a while to pile up more cash into my savings account, 
as much as we enjoy the junior college, they can be a big money distraction. Hit me with the chill. You're absolutely right, guys. You look everything in moderation, everything in moderation. You know, women aren't women aren't free and the junior college does is an expense. All right. Shout out to Weedland says money plus unstable person equals. Nope. Yes. And if you're unstable, no knowledge, no information, you're still learning yourself. Yeah. Recipe for disaster. Um, <laughs> here we go. All right. We got PayPal and then Venmo and Cash App. I want to get these in before we get too late. Uh, we got, hey, Kochi, I'm a black traditional wife. Hello. Yes, we exist. And listen to our husbands. She said with a seven year old and a five year old and hubby and I are on the same page, which I'm giving our babies the best life ever. Would you consider doing a show on the stages of childhood and how to be the best parent from those uh, for them at those stages? Thank you. Yeah, he says. And thank you uh, for your honesty. We all need it. Shout out to the black traditional wife. I love it. You know what I mean? You got to give it to the sister. I appreciate it. And uh, I know she got permission from, you know, who to watch the show. Yeah, she got permission from her husband. She got permission from her husband. But that's a good show. That's a good idea. I'll definitely consider that uh, as uh, as a father of uh, kids that are about to become adults. Man, in less than two years, we are almost at the two-year mark where both of my kids will become legal adults. All right, one of them will become a legal adult in the next few months here. All right. And uh, the other one will become a legal adult within uh, the next two years. So, you know. It's a definitely something else, man. It's it's unbelievable. This is why I ain't having no more babies. I'm going to tell you that, man. If I have another baby, like I said, I'm not going to go into it because I went into it on yesterday's show. All right, what do we got here? Oh, we got Cash App. We got Cash App. Your boy Scoop says gas money, right? Gas money in the building. Shout out to your boy Scoop. Mr. Pretty Boy Anthony Floyd, thank you for your super chat. We got our man I am says a small donation for my favorite African-American over here. Tell him. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Shout out to you, man. I know what you're talking about. Donald, the Donald. All right. Donald Trump 2024. Y'all think Joe Biden should run for president again? Y'all think Joe Biden is young enough? You see the ninja that took a spill out there, fell all on his hip. And then he said he got sandbagged. Do you think we need an 80 something year old president? You seen what Joe Biden did. All right, do you think we need to do Biden? Ninjas is out here shuffling. Stephen A. Smith talking about we need we don't need Biden. Oprah Winfrey said, please. Why didn't we think about that before we elected him the first time? You knew he was going to run twice. <sighs> Again, Ninja's going to nig. Ninja. Ninja's going to nig. We just going to have to call it that. Um, And we got our man Bama Phi Bama says, rest in peace to the Iron Sheik. Shout out to the Iron Sheik. Rest in peace to Sheiky, baby. Sheiky. All right, Sheiky Baby died. He was in bad shape, man. He was in bad shape. But uh, shout out to him, man. Definitely a pivotal, you know, an important person to a person born, born as an 80s kid. Iron Sheik definitely played a role, you know, a small role, just being a villain and acting and acting out every weekend for us as children. All right, shout out to Sheiky Baby. All right, and that's reported by him. I don't know if he really died. Don't be, don't be trying to beat. Uh, Bama Fight Bama's been here for a while, so I trust him. Let's get into the first portion of today's show. We got Doom and Gloom. B. Brian Bear got him. All right, we got Doom and Gloom CGA. Uh, let's get into the actual numbers of what's going on here and give you what's going on here, something that I've been warning you guys about, especially uh, you melanated people. You better be. 
by 369,000 jobs as foreign-born workers soared to a record high. And this article was put together and pushed forward June 2nd, 2023 by Tyler Durden, according to the Zero Hedge website. And we're just going to use this as food for thought. Yesterday, we pointed out something stunning and a big problem for the Biden administration. While the U.S. economy has added 3.3 million jobs from the pre-COVID highs, making about 3.8 million after today's blowout print, all of the new jobs have gone to foreign-born workers, with native-born workers stagnating and unable to surpass their pre-COVID height and highs of 131.7 million set in October of 2019. Going down, and there's the chart here that is basically going to show, here was the high for foreign-born workers, and you might not be able to see it. I'll make it a little bit larger. As of pre-COVID, which they looked at October, December 2019, this was the level for natural citizens, native-born and foreign-born workers. But as you can see during COVID, everybody took a deep nap, and then there was massive job loss, and then the Biden administration is doing some tricky numbers saying that they're adding jobs to the marketplace, and they're not. They're not even reaching the heights of the pre-COVID numbers, especially when it comes to native-born workers. Native-born workers have barely returned to peak level of even the October uh, 2019 numbers. So as you can see, the native-born workers have basically lost jobs. But who has gotten the jobs? Let me tell you. All right. Yeah, a lot of people are coming across that border, and it's not just them. A lot of people. We have 2.2 million people allegedly coming across the U.S. border. Is that per month? We got everybody coming across, man. They coming to get jobs. They getting naturalization. They getting citizens. They getting benefits. All right. And it says right here, as the chart, as the chart above shows, when updated, the series uh, for the latest May data, we find something startling. It's not completely unexpected in May, while the headline payroll prints were at a blown out, a blowout of 339K. A quick look of the underlying number shows where the BLS grifts were that particular month. The answer in May, the number of native born workers tumbled again, dropping by a whopping 369,000 to 130 million, still below the pre-COVID highs and barely higher than the start of the year. But this number was offset almost one by one by the increase of foreign-born workers, which surged to 297,000 to a record high of 30 million jobs. This was the biggest monthly drop in native-born workers since November of 2022. Okay, uh, and I'll leave it at that. And it says right here, as so when Joe Biden takes his daily victory lap, patting himself on the back, and his data fudgers, at the BLS on a vac, he says maybe someone in the press corps, that little cabbage patch Dow, can ask the president, is he more focused on creating jobs for Americans or for foreigners? Well, I, this is something that I've been talking about, and it's not a surprise for me. I appreciate this piece of information in this source. I want to warn everybody. We're at a point where a lot of, you know, Generation Z, young workers going into the millennials, they're pretty much entitled to believe that they are, you know, they should be millionaires, right? They should be on their path. They're watching social media. All right. They're not willing to put in the work at the rates the foreign workers are willing to put in. In fact, 
it's much cheaper to hire foreign workers than it is Americans because Americans need benefits and reasons to go to work and more than $20 an hour on the job. Well, I always told you no great empire has ever been built. No empire exactly has never been. There's no empire ever been built without free or near free labor. And there's no empire that could possibly continue without this near free or free labor. And that's what we're entering in right now. Most people can cook the books, pay up under the table and so forth and so on. And America's going to experience its greatest growth. And it has always experienced its greatest growth when the labor was simply free or as close to free as possible with the entitled mindset of American workers, believing that they should be given opportunities. You are seeing you Americans being replaced one by one by the foreign born worker. And I'm not against this. You guys got to understand that in the next 20 to 30 years, this is going to be a big pivotal turning point for this country. Okay. And we're seeing it right now, right in front of your face. It's actually happening right in front of your face. And I'm not scared to point it out. But so you got to better get ready for it. If you think America is going to give you what you think you're owed, you're wrong. You're wrong. This country cannot grow with paying people high wages. It's not going to do it. People are lazy, people are entitled. And you're being replaced right in front of your face and you don't see it. But at least when you watch Coach Greg Adams' channel, I'm going to let you know, and that's a blue chip mindset. Definitely a gem for you. Food for normies. Let's get to the next one. Doom and gloom. How much? Detroit. Let's go to the city of Detroit. <laughs> Let's go to the city of Detroit. All right. That's why do I pronounce it like that? Because it looks like that. It's near Canada, so it's Detroit. All right. This is right here. Detroit, 40-year title as the nation's largest majority black city may be over. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is something that I talked about, but we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive. I don't got time today. Due to population decline, according to this source, Memphis, Memphis could possibly take the title. Memphis. What's happening in Detroit? Well, I don't live in Detroit. We could possibly ask um, our brother over there that lives in Detroit. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, brother Anton, brother Anton would know about this, but Detroit is probably experiencing some great gentrification. All right. So we're having some gentrification. We do have population decline, which I've insinuated with the black community with the erotic, uh, amount of early terminations of pregnancy. You got black on black crime. That's just a part of it. You do have blacks moving up into, a, you know, assimilating into suburban culture. You definitely do have that. And then you have people moving out of Detroit. And not a lot of people moving in. So Detroit's one of these people, one of these places where um, you have you can have a greater exodus than you have replacement. There's many cities in America whose exodus numbers high, farly exceed the entrance. So not a lot of people are going, I'm going to move to Detroit. But there could be a time where that does happen because people are being priced out of metropolises. So this is a good type of metropolis where you can have the city and you can still have horrible weather and decent prices for now. But you do have population decline, which is, yes, that's going to play a part of it. And the community does not realize that the greatest population uh, for this minority is going to be older people, which we call the boomers. Their numbers are going up. The numbers of boomers of plus 65 are are doubling. Right. People that are entering in that age group are doubling. The smallest group would be Generation X, which, yeah, that's you guys. And then the next group smaller than that, obviously, is going to be the millennials going into Gen Z. So are these people, Gen Z, millennials, who the people, are they having an influx? Are they producing children? Are they having an influx into these cities? 
Are they leaving these cities? Are these leaving their cities to go to other places? There's a lot going on. Are these people procreating and marrying? No, we know this. So, you know, are these people typically doing some straggle shit? Possibly. So you're seeing a decline in the population of black people in certain metropolises. They've only been in these metropolises for more like 70 years, if that, 70 years. So it doesn't have uh, a long legacy of having these people there uh, as, in terms of being a, uh, in terms of being city. They were there probably before that, but you're, you're seeing population decline affect a lot of people. And Detroit is now potentially possibly, they're fighting this. They're fighting this. They don't want this title of, they want to be known as black city. And um, they're probably going to lose their title and they're fighting for a couple of extra thousand census votes or census uh, registrations to actually keep this title and so forth and so on. And then this does probably could um, upset the apple cart in terms of uh, some of these corrupt politicians not ruining Detroit's economy. Mm. <laughs> right. So anyway, there's a lot to unpack in that one. But I thought I would share that because somebody shared that with me on locals and it goes along that what I've been talking about. Let's talk about this. More doom and gloom. More blue chip mindsets. More points. Student loan. About to be unpaused after three and a half years, Ninja. Ninja's about to go broke. Ninja's about to go broke. After three and a half years, pause. Payments of the federal student loans will resume for 44 million borrowers in August. What happened to Biden, man? Hey, Biden, wasn't you supposed to get rid of the student loan debt? I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. All right. Biden was supposed to get rid of that student loan debt, but he did not. And he had to go ahead and relent. And Kevin McCarthy said, these ninjas need to pay their student loan. Now, who has the student loan debt highest payment coming up? Average monthly payment by degree. Uh, bachelor's degree, 277 extra dollars that you have to shill out. People with master's degree. Yes, I'm your master. $570 you're going to have to shell out. Close to $600 every month. Do you have the money? Nope. PhD. Well, I'm a PhD. How much are these PhDs going to have to shell out? Well, over $1,000. That's a whole luxury car payment right there. If you're a lawyer, if you're a liar, a liar, a professional liar, you're going to have to shell out $1,500 extra a month that you got the money. Mm. That you got the money. And if you're a doctor, if you're a doctor, you're going to have to shell out 220 This is on average. $2,500 extra a month. Did you got the money? Nope. Americans ain't got no damn money around here. Now, the funny thing is, and I mentioned this the other day, as much as over the last three and a half years, the student loan debt has had a moratorium. You've had rental moratoriums and people have ended up worse financially. You had the PPP loans. Ninjas will ninja and they went and got PPP loans, ended up in jail. Not all. But you have this as well. The people who said they don't have enough money to pay off the student loan debt have also increased their credit burden and their borrowing over this last three and a half years. So not only that, your interest on your housing has gone up and so forth and so on. So the money was there. They decided not to pay it. And they said, I'll start repaying it when either Biden doesn't get rid of it or we'll just hope Biden gets rid of it. I told you, do not plan on it. I've been telling you since day one, he's not getting rid of it. And you're not getting a reparations check. Move on with your life. I hate to say, I'm not here to argue if we should. I'm just saying you're not getting it. Now, what are you going to do with your life from there? Same thing as the student loan debt. These people thought this debt was just going to disappear, and it's not. It did not. Now you're going to have to pay up. Are you ready? Yes, these people should have had the money, but they're saying they, they didn't, but they 
got, they borrow more. Their the capacity, the payment is now there, but they've actually shifted it to something else, a car, a house, credit card debt, and so forth and so on. We're in trouble. Mm. We're in trouble, man. We are in massive, massive trouble, and a lot of people are apparently ready to boycott. <laughs> Have you heard this? They're ready to boycott paying their student loan back. Man, if you ninjas don't realize that you're only giving leverage to the foreign-born workers who are crawling from Brownsville, Texas, and they're coming to a neighborhood near you, they're going to replace your entitled asses, you borrowing, debt-borrowing lemmings. They're going to replace you people so fast it's not even, you won't even be able to blink by the time. He says, save us, coach. It's a, save you. Hold on for a second. I'm going to hit you with this right here. Game over. It's game over. Social security is another life. Oh, yes. Yeah, so social security gone. He said they get in the bus. They not crawling. They get in the bus, dude. They're being shipped. You're right, Mister uh, uh, Mike, Mike, Miko, Miko. You're right. They're getting a bus. Biden's providing transportation on luxury liner buses and scattering or <laughs> scattering them around the United States because he has to. He has to replace you, American entitled Americans. He has to. I don't see any I don't see any way out of this because the American is just so goddamn dumb. I don't. <laughs> he said put them on planes too. They getting flown out? Oh. They have to guys, listen. I'm I'm a I'm a um you guys got to remember. I'm on my Thanos. I I'm you definitely not live with your own failure. Yeah. What did that bring you? Back to me. You have to remember. I always think how can I take it control of a situation? I'm not one of these people that I don't think like you. I don't think like, how can I help the people? I don't. <laughs> I'm like, let them suffer. <laughs> right. I'm like, hey, they stupid. Let them suffer. I'm not saving dumb people. I'm like, let's portion these people off. All right. Let's take you half. You dummies go. All right. And it's just going to be at random. Yeah. I'm on my Mr. Coachellini. The reason why I understand that this is in game for most Americans is because, first of all, y'all sit around complaining about shit when you could do shit. You got the opportunity of a lifetime. Then you're waiting for somebody to actually, uh, we need a check and we need this and the government need to do that. Guys, you are a drain. You're a parasite. I can't help all of you. I, I just don't like parasites. I can't help all of you. So if I'm running the country and I got all these people saying, and I need and I need and I need when I could get these people to come over and in 50 years replace you people. It's a simple solution. It's actually the easiest solution. It's the easiest solution. So there's no entitlement. There's no need for them to really do this. Why would they wipe the books of massive debt and then pay a group, a segment of the group, 10% of the population, some sort of mysterious reparation check when I can bring airliners, Ninja, I can fly in immigrants all over the place. This is the easiest choice ever. And in 50 years, you're replaced. Like, this is a no-brainer. It's way cheaper for me to fly and bust people in, open the borders, let them flood the gates. <laughs> it's too easy. New, Look, new, new, new world order. Too easy. And not only that, you can control these people. Man, I mean, this is too easy. Why would I do that? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Well, they like us, and we're Americans. 
man, listen. <laughs> All right. I know, man. This is doom and gloom. This is the doom and gloom report. And we, they should, and they owe us. I'm telling you, that's how, not how they see it. I'm just going to let you know. And the reason why I know is because if I was in charge, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you. All right, let's get into the last Duba Group report. Look, if I was in charge of a Taco Bell, that's what I would do. I'm just not saying because it's America. Even if I, I was the manager of a Taco Bell, I would do this. <laughs> right. Look, if I manage the subway, that's exactly what I would do. I would walk in there and I would hear all the subway workers. Bark, 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 bark. They would be sitting up there like this. <laughs> and then I would be like, oh, word. All I would have to do. All I would have to do. Is find one woman. A four foot nine woman somewhere in Santa Ana. <laughs> somewhere in Santa Ana. I would go to her and be like, listen, Rosalinda, I'm going to make you manier. I'm going to make you manier. You're going to manage. You're going to be the manager of my Taco Bell. What you're going to do is you're going to find a, pe a bunch of people who need jobs. <laughs> I'm gonna go find Tia. Um, you're the manager. Go find people who have jobs. It's a wrap. I got my dude in two days. I would have my whole. I would have too many people at my door. I replaced my entire staff, and they're gonna work double as hard as these previous people right here. Mm. They gonna work their ass off. <laughs> what? Now listen. Tell me, I'm okay. Hold on for a second. Tell me, I'm lying. Listen, I know I know it's jokes. I know it's jokes, but tell me I'm lying or t am I telling the truth? You people want $20 an hour and you don't want to you want to work half ass. I could just bump you off right now. Fire all of y'all hire one person. She will fill my working staff with hardcore workers overnight. <laughs> just, <laughs> look. Okay. And <laughs> Just look, I, I'm just saying now multiply this across the country with corporations and workers. Dude, it's a no brainer. It's economically savvy. I'd survive economically. Look, it might not sound nice. <laughs> he says unemployment laws makes that so hard to do. Uh, can't he says can't people. Uh, I can't I can't say that. But anyway, I'm just telling you, it, it would be a wrap. It would be a wrap. And I would do this when, before I open the door. But anyway, shout out to y'all. It's not business. It's personal. I mean, I don't mean nothing by it, but I got to survive. What about me? I'm supposed to take an L? I'm supposed to take an L for your feelings? By the way, we'll talk about emotional terrorism here in a minute. Uh, maybe later on today. Uh, speaking of, let's go to New York. Some more doom and gloom right now. <laughs> All right. Doom and gloom, CGA. Uh, New York City unveils, allegedly unveils vending machines for drug users with free crack pipes and Narcon for ODs. Okay, the New York Public Health vending machines 
will offer condoms and crack pipes instead of chips and sodas. This is what's reported by Fox News. I have no idea. I know cities do this as a way, uh, by the way. And uh, they call this something specifically. And um, I wasn't able to get it out from the article. All right. But they there's the there's the vending machine right here. A public health vending machine in Brooklyn provides 24 hour. Do they have to pay for these things? It's a vending machine. I mean, they're crackheads. How are they going to buy crack? Well, I guess they'll buy crack pipes. They're going to break into that damn thing. They're going to break into it. Fentanyl test strips. What are we doing, man? Hey, they called this something uh, because, oh, right here, L.A. County. Let me click on this. This might have, have the article I'm looking for. All right. They call this something. You know, these so, these so, socialists, not socialists, social, what did they call them? So, sociologists. These sociologists call this something. And they call it the reason why they do this is they say, uh, I can't remember the term, but it's something crazy. It's something. Yeah. Harm reduction. That's what it is. It's something like that. Harm reduction is <laughs> for mental health. I think they call it like harm reduction. So what they're doing is they're actually in their mind. They studied this. This actually reduces crime. It reduces harm. And over the long haul, I think this is, I don't know, man. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense over the long haul. It actually reduces harm of others, harm of victims, harm, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like um, what they're doing with prostitution. They're basically saying, hey, let's just get the opportunity for mostly the rainbow and the trans. But now women are being able to open that door. Let's, let's reduce the harm, make it legalized so that people aren't harming themselves and being put on drugs by pimps, allegedly, and all that stuff. Harm reduction. Yeah. I don't think this is harm reduction. This is I I don't see it as preventative putting a crack pipe vending machine. I see that as why are we giving people the opportunity to do the crack? But again, it's kind of like anything. If you just le make it illegal and punish the person, does that actually help? I mean, very, very tough situation here. But when I see cities like New York City doing this, Los Angeles is doing this. Um, they're actually driving around, handing out pipes for people to smoke their drugs. Um, and then I just think what, what it does is it provides opportunity for drug pushers to make more money and keep the drugs funneling in. All right, it, it keeps the drugs funneling in and then it actually worsens it. If you just look at the black community and the crack epidemic, you have actually have confirmation that a government agency was involved in pushing drugs and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and, th and that has not helped the black community at all over the last 50 years. So this is just going to allow the drugs to actually flow free in certain areas. And I don't know if you can redline it or gentrify it or whatever the hell you do, keep it in a certain level. But harm reduction to me is something interesting. I, I think it's an interesting concept. Anyway, let me catch up on some super chats. Mass execution. Yeah, there's, dude, there's a lot of angles to this story because it, it's basically allowing people to die, allowing people to kill themselves um, it could be considered a genocide uh, for people who think that these uh, that people aren't evil minded. You're thinking, oh, they're just here to help. I don't know, man. People are not here to help. People are here to thin out the herd. Why not? Soldier for God says R.I.P. to the father and son shot in the VCU at VCU near Fort CGA. Damn, I'm already taking the L. I'm already taking the L. My name is being drug in the mud at Fort. He said near. I hope it wasn't there, but I did see a young black man and a, was it a young black man and a young, uh, a father? What did they get shot over? 
I didn't get to see the story. DJ B fit says, do you, uh, do you, did you look at ex NFL player, Travis Rudolph's deletion case? I did. I talked about it. I think I talked about it twice. All right. So shout out to you. April returns. I haven't been able to edit. So the, my, uh, my channels, my short channels haven't been able to get the information out. I think I did. A, I did. I think I did a cut up on that one though. So on Coach Greg Adams' channel, one of the last videos, I think, is of that case. Abel returns to Eden and says, hey, Coach, what do you think of this? Tim Scott, Republican from South Carolina, a brother, brother, just announced a run for president. I think when he eventually bows out, he should be Trump's running mate, possibly. Didn't think about that. That would be a stunning, stunning development if indeed he picked Tim Scott as his running mate. And Tim Scott has definitely been involved uh, um, in the – in the politics for quite a long time. And he, he's getting this just due. Well, many people, he probably not going to win in any primary, but he's going to make some noise and potentially get, you know, if Donald Trump wins, he'll, 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 he'll possibly get a good job under Donald Trump and possibly the vice presidency on the ticket, possibly neutralizing one Kamala Harris, the fake African-American. All right. Shout out to Donald Trump. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know yeah. what I'm talking about? He handles himself well. He speaks so well. He speaks so eloquently. <laughs> All right. Tim Scott's good candidate. He'd be good. Shout out to El Chino says, never forget the fallen. Rest in peace to Timon. Crypto Keeper says, Anton was talking up Detroit like it's the next Mecca. Minneapolis is better, and it has the same weather, 100. He says he will defend it, though. Um, you know, I have no idea, man. Listen, I've been to the Midwest, bro. I've been to the Midwest. Y'all ninjas be out there in nine months of winter. You're not dragging me to nine months. I ain't living in the Midwest, bro. The Midwest has some of the most horrible weather. I know, man. Everybody's going to be like, but California, Nevada, Texas, Florida. The Midwest. All right, I'll buy something there, but I'm not living there. I'm not living in nine months of winter, bro. Nine months. And and let's just be honest. The winters are brutal. They be having tornadoes. They be having mosquitoes. Humidity to hell. Dark uh, goodbye gray skies. Hello blue. Tornado watches. Tornado warnings. <laughs> just... They be having blizzards and cold storms and avulsions, aversions. What is it called when it's so cold? They have an aversion. What is the aversion? What is it called? <laughs> I think it's called aversion. Winter. What is it called when they have an avulsion? What the hell it is? I think it's an aversion. Ninja, I done been in aversions up in the Midwest. <laughs> Where they like, we in an aversion. I was like, what the hell is an aversion? Walked outside. This is what I did. <laughs> Winter vortexes. Hey, man, it was so cold. I was in the Midwest. My dumb ass thinks I'm in California. I can jump out and pump gas. I was like, I don't see no snow. It didn't look snowy. It wasn't snowing. It just looked like nobody was outside for some reason. I was like the only one driving on the street. There were like five other cars. I was like, where's everybody? So I was like, let me go in and get some gas real quick. I jump out the car in an aversion. It's like negative 30. I don't feel the cold when I get out, right? That's the problem with the aversion. 
the first about a minute and a half, you don't feel the cold. You jump out. You don't see no snow. There's no wind blowing. Nathan. So I jump out. No gloves. No hat. <laughs> and I start pumping the gas. Well, about a minute and a half in as I'm a sitting duck as that last 10 cent pumping slow as fuck. Shout out to Cam. The last 10 cent ticking and then the cold hit me and it paralyzed me like this here. I was stuck. <laughs> My fingers was about to fall off. I was like, I was frozen at the pump. Like this here. <laughs> like a scarecrow. <laughs> I was like, the funny thing is the first minute and a half, you do not feel it. That's why people die out there. So what will happen is somebody will go out and they'll run out to go check the mail and they'll run out in their T-shirt and shorts because you're not going to feel it. You're not going to feel it. It's not going to be biting cold like that. You're going to run out. Then you're going to run back and your door's locked. You, you got locked out. You dead now. Ring the bell. You're going to die. Hey, listen, you're going to die. <laughs> like You better bust a window. You better get some glass cuts because you're dead. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, man, man. They're going to have to do. They're just going to because nobody's going to see you. Nobody's going for a walk. Nobody's taking their dog to poop. Nobody's going to see you. You you just go. Bye bye. Ring the bell for that ninja. Nobody going to find you until next week on your porch frozen. Anyway, shout out to the Midwest. Thanks for taking this L with me today. I I. I talk about every city, so don't be mad. All right. Don't be mad and don't let it be windy. I'm not going through nine months of terror like this. I'm not doing it, bro. I'm not doing it. All right. Look, man, let's get back to the show. Let me see if I got everybody. I do need to catch up over here. I thought I was doing super chats. Maybe I wasn't. YouTube trash talker says I grew up in Detroit. Ninja deletion cap the whole time I was there. He says the mayor was sentenced to 30 years. I don't think he's the only mayor. I think they've had several mayors sentenced to prison. And he says the problem is there's no yobs and ninjas don't know how to build together. Also, it's cold. So YouTube trash talker backing up what I'm talking about. I think they've at least had two mayors go to prison in Detroit. All right. But um, yeah, man, there's no yobs. Uh, hopefully the yobs come in because their yobs was manufacturing. Their yobs were, um, you know, uh, uh, auto auto plants. This goes through the entire Midwest. And a lot of those manufacturing jobs went to ninjas. Black men, that's how they made money and supported families there. And when that left in the 80s and the 90s going into NAFTA, that was a wrap for those cities. So hopefully they would have to have tech jobs come into those cities heavy like Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio actually is the possibly the blueprint for these major cities and they'll do it. Yeah. All right, shout out to uh, Deadly Raver says, LOL, in August, you'll hear the sound of 44 million people going, I'm in a bind, Nate. I'm in a bind, Nate. He says, learn from this. The bill always comes due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Always. Guys, it's hard to run away from debt. This is why it's important for us to teach young men, don't get into debt. Uh, don't get into debt, especially don't get into long-term debt. Like, oh, you can pay it off in 20 years. Guys, it's, unfortunately, most people don't. Most people don't. And uh, most people are financially ignorant or they put it off, put it off, put it off, thinking that they're going to have a big come up and then pay it all off. And it normally doesn't happen. These banks aren't dumb. When they offer you these packages, they know you're not going to pay it back. And thus, they can actually control you. It, it, it's a system of control, right? It's not a benefit to you. They're like, we're not helping you. They're helping themselves. And then thus, it makes you a slave 
they're going to get labor from you. Okay, it's definitely a new form of slavery. Slavery has never left America. And I hard, it's hard to me, for me to tell you that. They just have reformatted what slavery looks like. And they also have given you choice to actually enslave yourself. So when people say slavery is a choice, yeah, it's the, the mindset is, yes, they've given you ample choice and options to enslave yourself. And debt is slavery. It is what it is. But And you're not running away from it. You're going to pay it. And nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's wiping it off the books. All right. It, they're not. I know people think, well, they will. They're not going to do it. Okay, listen. <laughs> this is the blue chip mindset. Blue chip mindsets for the normie. Don't depend on them wiping debt off your books. I don't see why they would do it. It doesn't make any sense for them to do it, number one. Number two, they're not going to do it. So I don't even need to argue why they would do it or why they should. It's irrelevant. I don't even want to waste my breath on it. They're not doing it. it. The day they do that, they need to wipe off child support debt. Are they going to do that now? now look, wait. Anybody who thinks they're going to wipe off debt or give people money, we've already shown that they won't even do that for child support. And if you are making a case why they shouldn't for child support, well, then you made a case why they shouldn't for student loan debt as well. And you made a case why they shouldn't give you a reparations check. So if you don't agree that child support should be wiped off the books, well, I don't know what to tell you. It ain't never going to get wiped off. Neither is your student loan. Neither is your reparation check. None of those three are coming. None of those things are happening. So let's move forward with the new plan that actually is going to be more beneficial for you to focus on, period. You can be mad at me, but don't be mad at me when the results speak for themselves. Mm. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I got to get on with the show. I got to get on with the show. Thank you for the support, man. I got to get do straggling sniggle theater. He said, pay your bills, Ninja. Pay your bills. All right. Uh, straggling sniggle theater. Let's get to it before I really piss y'all off. Yes. Here we go. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? All right, Straggling Sniggle Theater. What city are we going to today? We're going to uh, it looks like Santa Ana. All right, we're going to Santa Ana or somewhere in San Antonio. Uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, it's not coming up. They done got my internet, they didn't choke my internet out. All right, they they tired of me telling y'all what's going on here. Okay. Uh, we got a straggle sniggle here. All right, so we're going to San Antonio, it looks like, or El Paso. Everybody in El Paso looks like this. <laughs> this is, if you've never been to El Paso, you will not know. All right, um, or Las Cruces, New Mexico, or some shit like that. All right, uh, she says, the real reason I go to Home Depot, the real reason I go to Home Depot, let's hear it. All right, so she said, I came to find a man that can build me a house. All right, let's take a look at that house in the back. My goodness. Is that a BBL? That actually looks ridiculous. All right, I know a, people, a lot of people like that. I don't think that's real. Oh, she's, oh, my goodness. All right, so this is definitely a strag. All right, and um, that's not a real booty. I hope y'all know that that is not real. By the way, if you put a one baby in that, she going to blow up like the Goodyear blimp. That is not real. That is not real. Do not get your hopes up. Y'all just got to stop looking at, look at the legs. You can tell the leg, the booty ratio. This is not a real booty. All right. Um, but um, anyway, like she got a lot of y'all fooled and, and so forth and so on. And she's going to Home Depot to find her a man. Single female shops at Home Depot to find the man of her dreams. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Man, Straggle's going to strag out here. The straggles go strag. I can't help y'all brothers out here. If you get distracted by women in, like that, 
You need to reevaluate your life. You need to reevaluate your life. All right, let's go to what city is this? Um, it looks very stragnitious, stragorific. All right, uh, so uh, here we go right here. Anybody know what city this is? This woman's actually, this is a party, so you can cry if you want to, or you can come dress as you want. She's dressed like somebody from the Insane Clown Posse. I don't know. I don't see anybody else in costume, but she lit. This is her makeup job, man. Are we in the Back to the Future music uh, movie? What in the hell is this? All right, let's continue. I Wait, I have to turn the music down. So uh, here's a guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's smoking a blunt. All right. Uh, this man puts his hand there around her pencil neck. She got tattoos all on her chest. And I, yeah, yeah. She got a pretty set of teeth. Those chompers look healthy. All right. But um, we got another one here. Uh, he's doing. The, oh, he put filling her up with liquor. Oh, my God. She got multiple tattoos. Or is that her piece? Oh, man. What city is this? All right, even she looks somewhat normal, and she's a pretty girl. Pretty, I love a chocolate assistant, bro. And he puts, oh, I love a chocolate assistant. All right, but um, she's actually cute. She has braces, so I'm questioning the age, but she definitely got the strag wig on. All right, what in the world? What city is this, bro? Once upon a time in the projects, yo, yo, I damn near had to wreck a hoe. I not what is. What, bruh. Is this the straggle? <laughs> is this the straggle daggle Olympics? Oh my god, man, we gone, bro. Hey man, get your passport. Get your passport. It's a passport. If you listen, if you grew up in a city like this, brothers, I'm gonna tell you number one, get out. Number two. Get your passport, man, You because you don't have no clue about what real this is not even the real world. You know, um, black folks that grow up in this community, I, I kind of feel bad because this is not what the real rest of America looks like at all. But what happens is you think this is the rest of America. You think America is like this, like you're so disillusioned. You think this is America. Ninja, this is like a small subsection on the south side of Chicago. All right. This is a small crook. In nook and cranny in Memphis. <laughs> this is a small tucked in neighborhood that they didn't abandon in Detroit. This is not what America looks like at all, bro. This is wowzers. Wowzers. But you'll be like, how come they ain't do like you'll grow up thinking that this is America? Like you'll walk outside, like, I'm only comfortable in these neck of the woods. <laughs> and it'll literally be the projects. Like, yeah, a little corner of hell. This is not the reflection of what America looks like. If you grew up and this is your people, you need to get outside of your town and touch some real grass. All right. Touch some grass that somebody actually owns other than, well, let Kanye say it. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. Yeah, that, those who this is who owns all of this, but that's neither here nor there. None of these people own any of that. So it's not their community, but. Whew. That was very straggalerfish. All right, so we do have a young girl right here, um, apparently a worker at Walmart. What city is this? Uh, what city is this where she works at Walmart with all of this plastic surgery? All right, let's get into it. Uh, here she is. Okay. Mija, ¿cuándo trabajas otra vez? Mm -hmm. 
¿Mañana? Ok, Ay, pues. ¿Por qué? That's two different women, y'all. That's two different women. So, what is. <laughs> and by the way, somebody mentioned that these yellow badges mean that they're minors. Man, who <laughs> the hell. Where the hell these, uh, these look like the who's a whoville? That's two different women. What, like they got BBLs to work at Walmart, bro. They got they got BBLs. Uh, is this Mexico? Is it Mexico? So this is how they get down in Mexico at the Walmart. Mija, ¿cuándo trabajas otra vez? Mañana? Okay. Pues. Like, come on, man. You ain't got to get all this dressed up, man. Yo, it, it, yo, this world is getting crazy. What city is this in Mexico? Or Tucson? This looks, this is Walmart in Mexico. You don't not get, a, you don't need no BBL and no nose job and a face full of makeup to work at Walmart. This is straggle behavior, bro. Oh, it's definitely Juarez. Juarez. I mean, your Walmart checks. Yes, ¿Por qué? Ay, no. Your, your, your whole check getting blown. You know what they possibly doing? I got it. You know what they're possibly doing? I think they work in they're insiders. They work to do an inside job for the cartel. Mm. I think they do an inside job for the cartel where they actually get they, they work it in the Walmart and they let they let the dudes come in and steal the DVDs and the video games. That possibly what it is right there. All right, because they like insiders plants. They could this could not be real, bro. Anyway. Yeah. Somebody said they she fishing for tricks. Like not at Walmart, maybe at Target. Walmart's not the place for fish. Maybe you could get some tricks there. $50 tricking. All right. Deadly Raver says, LOL, and oh, I already got that. Lee H says, thank you, coach, for the Blue Chip Mindset Series. Porsche 911 all day. Your wisdom is paying off in my life. P.S. I had a long back lingling last night, and her back was looking like a flexed bamboo stick. <laughs> yeah, something happens when you uh, stop banging on fat chicks and you actually see somebody that's fit, and you're like, this is interesting. Long back. Shout out to the long backs out here. Uh, speaking my mind says, Get this. Wait, he says, get the sound bite from Aliens Game Overdue. Shout out to you. Somebody will have to send it to me. Jermaine is in the building as always. It is all Jermaine phone. It's always Jermaine phone. <laughs> Jermaine says, a little donation, coach. Count down the days until I get off child support. I'll, he says, I'll have to treat myself for being an amazing dad, free agent lifestyle for life. <laughs> How many for days? Life, life. My man, counting down the days like you count out the days you're going to get out of jail. Or prison. you like, all right, in 10 years, every day, you just counting the days off, just checking it off. Because child support is a prison sentence. YouTube trash talker says, by 22, I had around 300K. He says, I bought a $400,000 car. Or, no, you bought a $4,000 car and helped put some of my siblings through schools. Three of them are lawyers now. The rest went into investment accounts, and I eventually purchased real estate. So he didn't purchase real estate off the rip. He actually put invested in the future, paid it forward, got those people through so that they didn't become parasites to him. Then he invested, he invested it, and then he got into real estate investment. That's a smart strategy for a 22-year-old man. Most 22-year-old people are not going to do that. John Ellison just wanted to say thank you for your consistency. Your content 
has greatly benefited my life for years. Shout out to you. Thank you, John. And a lot of you brothers, man, have been here for a long time. I appreciate y'all support. We got cash app. Dr. Junk Thunder says blue chip mindset is the ish responded to the email. I'll get back to it. Appreciate you. I got to get through my aversion of Monday and Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday is no go zone for me. All right, Mr. Mo Martin. Maurice is in the building. Thank you, coach. Thank you for your support. Mr. Tuna. Mike Tuna says, thank you for everything, coach. You literally saved my life. Shout out to you, brothers, man. All right. And if people want don't want to be like you or actually you're not helping them, yeah, you ain't that, man. Shout out to you, your boy, Scoop. Shout out to you for that gas money, Ray. Who do we got over here? Uh, we got the, oh, we have the, uh, listen, we got the traditional Tradcom black woman in the building. I love it. I love it. At least you're not like that straggle-daggle, insane clown posse-looking chick. All right, we don't need no more of them. As a matter of fact, these people are becoming the norm. It's actually abnormal to look somewhat normal. We got our man. Uh, let's see if I can say these people's names here. It's KJ. What's up, coach? Shout out to KJ and shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles. He says, my ex's four-wheel drive light came on in her truck. She ignored the light and her truck broke down. She was slapped with a $3,000 fee to fix it women not worth it nowadays man he says free agent lifestyle for life well if you were married to her still or if you were still in a relationship guess who she would have got to fix that bill instead she got to come see daddy all right and she ain't even gonna get the full bill paid all right wow hey man sometimes when you break up you will find that your ex might have a help scare or go through something financially that you actually avoided. No government name says, for the life of me, I don't get why women can't get it through their heads. Men are men. We are not your girlfriend, your partner, or your equals. And that's the way Allah intended it to be. Also, did you notice that uh, they always refer to DC Young Fly's girlfriend as his partner? All right, I did not. I did not notice that. But I do agree with you about men, uh, Men, they won't let be men, men be men for nothing. Okay, and they've been starting criticizing men and male behavior for a long time. And to the point where men have evolved significantly since the 1990s. I want you to think about Al Bundy, the archetype of the male, or any of these archetypes of men, men that they've made look dumb. Um, the guy Rock, you know, black guy, he had the ball head. Rock, he was kind of dumb and dim-witted um, at times in this TV show. Martin. Uh, Fred Flintstone, George Jetson. There's always been an archetype of the man to be dumb and just whatever. All right, just aloof. And men have evolved to actually be emotionally available to an extent. But now it has turned men to be effeminized. And now ninjas running around here after selling millions of records with yellow fingernail polish on their on their hands. All right, to the point where um, they've challenged so much masculinity and so much of men being barbarians, essentially barbarians, uh, that now men are being overly, overly sensitive and overly, overly attuned to their uh, emotions and their feelings. And I think that's to their detriment long term. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. I didn't mean to go off on this, but I'm going to go off on it. This emotional, this tune to emotional uh, needs of people is akin to terrorism to me because it basically makes the man at fault no matter what, because it's not his strong suit. And as he evolves in this, he actually becomes less masculine and more in his feminine. And he, he's not able to do what he needs to do. Here, here's an example. As a man, you can be physically available. You can be financially 
fiscally sound in your relationship and you can still catch an L because you're not emotionally in tune to this terrorist. You can do this the same as a father. You can be fiscally fine. You can support your family. You can be physically there and available, but then you can catch an L as a father for not being emotionally available to your family. So the person is allowed to the person that's doing the least work, doing the least fiscally, doing the least physically has the less responsibility for the survival of the family. That person can have more um, or equalize himself or have more control over you by saying you're not emotionally there. It's basically a L no matter what. Now, if you get too in tune in your emotions, you're going to say, well, you're, you're weak for me. You're not you're not masculine enough. It allows weak people to gain leverage. It allows fat, obese, lazy people to equalize themselves to hardworking people. And it, and it allows them to equalize themselves even in your household when they're not carrying the weight. I cannot stand this type of terrorism that people are using and trying to get men to catch L's for this emotional lack of emotional availability. Okay, it puts the onus and the responsibility on the results of someone else. So I I catch an L because you are emotionally weak. I catch an L because it is you that failed. I catch an L because it is you that is lazy. I catch an L because it is you that wants to be a victim. And you want to control me with your up and down mood swings. You want to manipulate me based on your mood while I'm doing what I'm doing out here. I'm out here winning. I'm out here kicking ass. I'm out here supporting people, not just the people who are attached to me. I'm making a difference. And then you want to run in here to try to equalize yourself or put me on the same level as you because you're a lazy, fat, slovenly, gluttonous loser. <laughs> All right. You're not going to do it to me. Absolutely not. You're not going to do that because you can't get yourself emotionally stable and you're mentally unstable. You're not going to do it to me. And men do not let these people do it to you. When they get into their emotions, tell them to go kick rocks and find themselves or else they're going to waste 30 years trying to figure out their emotions. Let them go out there and flounder. But. Me, on the other hand, I'm going to cover my bases and I ain't going to feel a damn problem about not falling into your emotional trap because essentially there's no solution for it. I will say it again. These people have no solutions when it comes to emotions. It allows them to be right when they're dead ass wrong. It allows them to be right when they're dead ass wrong. So here's the thing. Just because you're in your emotions don't mean I have to be there. <laughs> it allows the lowest rung, weakest link to be right because they're in a bad and pissy mood. It don't work like that with CGA. You better go get a damn life and get up and get out and get something. Or what you're going to do is run into me. You're going to run into this buzzsaw. <laughs> you're going to run into this damn buzzsaw because I ain't going to have no damn feelings when it comes to this shit. It bugs me that America is going to this place and it actually weakens the position of the people who actually do the work and actually equalizes the losers out here with the winners. No, this is a competition. This is a competition. Life is about a competition. This is another blue chip mindset. If you can't get up, out, get up out here and get off your ass and make something happen, you want to sit up there in the corner with a pity party of one in a dark room with a candlelight swinging back and forth. You want to invite me to that party? I rescind your invitation. I reject it. 
I reject it and I send it back to your face and you can live or die. You can stop breathing or you can keep on pushing. I really don't care, but don't keep me in the way. Don't stop me. Don't try to pull me down into that bullshit. And I don't care who it is. That's how it is out here. And you can ask Giz. <laughs> all right. I'm telling you, I, this is all this is all socialism. It is all a form to equalize people, the winners and the losers. And it ain't going to work like that with me. It ain't going to work like with that with me. Listen, I don't care. Anybody do. Have you ever noticed this? They'll do this. Baby mamas will do this to you. Your work will do this to you. Employees at your job will do this to you. Uh, people that ain't doing no work will do this to you. Well, you're physically good and you're financially good, but you're not emotionally there. Man, kiss my ass. Listen, this is what I'm going to tell you. Reverend X got something to say. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Please. Well, just because you have money doesn't mean you winning out here because your emotions, you need therapy. Listen, no, you're not going to equalize myself with you because you can't get your emotions in check. I'm going to be out here winning. All right. You can stay losing if you want. Listen, mm. you can stay broke, but I got dope to sell out here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's how I really feel about it. Shout out to the actual King Smith says on the beach, sniggling and hearing the waves crash. Appreciate the edutainment. Shout out to you. Get that education. Get that beach life out there on the beach. Your beach. We got two more on the PayPal. Then I'm going to move on. All right. Uh, shout out to uh, Tyree says Tesla already has a social credit score in their auto insurance that raises and lowers your payment depending on how and even when you drive. Damn. Mm. It tracks your speed. And if you drive between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m., it actually costs more for insurance. It's over. Wow. 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 Game over. Wow. 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 I told you, man, social credit score is on its way. And you guys always think when I say these things, you think they're going to come out and announce it. Today, we're initiating a social credit score. All right. Every time I say something's going to happen, you're waiting for the announcement. You're like, they didn't announce anything. They don't do it that way, you moron. What they do is they integrate it into things. They weave it and they tangle it into it. And you and you basically slowly agree to it. You'll be like, it'll save me money on my insurance. Okay. And then your dumb ass don't take a road trip because you stuck in an electric vehicle car that you can't drive. It'll cost you more insurance to drive it on the road trip. And you can't go past 150 miles, you dummy. <laughs> right? Now you stuck at home when you could have been in your gas car. <laughs> okay. They slightly weave it into the systems and you accept it. And it becomes the norm. You know why it becomes the norm? Because the generation, the generation that the the generations that um are after you it's their norm they slowly agree to it they are integrated into it like again this is the blue chip mindset if i told you that you can live life without a mobile smartphone would you do it there's a population of people probably 40 plus maybe 45 plus that would say yeah we've already lived life without mobile phones and iPads. So you would possibly say, I'll choose to go back to that. Unfortunately, people under 40 would be like, what? Mm. Why? Because it's normal for them to have an iPad or a, a, a piece of smartphone. They haven't lived life without it. So they, for the most part, would say no. <laughs> because they're like, 
What do you mean? My entire life I had access to this shit. Think about it. That's the same as how they weave into these things. You think they got uh, one more thing here. You think they target. Oh, they're going to target the social change and the boomers and the generation Xers are going to rebel. And I'm here to tell you, you guys, when they do these things, they don't target boomers and Gen Xers. They're already you're already a lost cause. They already know the results of how your life's going to turn out. They've already kind of figured you guys out. When they push a new initiative, it is targeted at 16-year-olds to 30-year-olds. And they're possibly going to say, okay. The majority of them will say, okay, we'll do it. That's how it works. So you can rebel all you want, and you can be at a bad target protesting all you want. The young people don't give a damn. They'll just say, okay, is that the new shit? Give it to me. Anyway. Shout out to call me Q coach. He says showing some appreciation for the guidance. He says five X my income in the last year and seeing myself setting myself up for the better future. Your teachings were the kick in the butt that I needed much love from Trinidad via Michigan pause. All right. Appreciate you. Shout out to you in Trinidad. All right, let's get back to the show and shout out to you for five X in your income. Not easy to do even at any level that you start at. You can start at 20 grand. 5X in your income is not easy. That takes a lot of discipline, diligence, and being efficient out here, smart about what you're doing. Get, take, take a bow, pat yourself on the back. Pat yourself on the I can't do it. I can't flex my shoulders no more. Okay, anyway, signs that you are not ready for wealth. Since we're talking about it, I put up a poll of what you would do. Would you take, in fact, at age 22, $1 million, guaranteed cash, $1 million at age 22, Knowing that you have to live the next 50 years plus out, what would you do? Would you take that money and make good financial decisions? Or would you say, nah, don't give me that. I want to build. I want to build a foundation. I'm going to get, I'm going to blow that money. I'm going to start the tricking. Okay. I'm going to blow the money. What would you take $5 million at 45? Would you wait? Would you actually wait? Not knowing that you were going to get $5 million, but just given a choice, looking back at your life, knowing what you knew at 22 versus what you know at 45. All right, doesn't even mean that at 45, you can actually do well with $5 million. It doesn't even mean that. But just taking, just taking a quick guess, what would you do? At right now, 63% of people will say they would take the money, the $5 million at 45, as opposed to the $1 million at age 22. And then 66% of people said the same on the Notorious channel. 66%, and sorry for Facebook, I didn't give you all a poll. 66% people say I'll take the $5 million at 45 as opposed to the $1 million at age 22 interesting there's no right answer this is all about what you're comfortable with i actually went and i'll share it again when i was in my early 20s i actually said that i was not prepared to be a millionaire i was not i didn't have the financial wherewithal to do it because i was educated you know i was i, I did not have the financial education that i needed to ensure that i was going to do the right thing with that one million dollars also i didn't come from money so it was possible that i probably would have bought dumb shit uh, stuff that that would have uh, become liabilities or just would have just, you know, uh, lost the money. Now, it's easy to say what you should do with the money. But at age 22, do you know that that's what you're going to do? Possibly not. Let me just give you some scenarios here. That there's been a lot of cases where you can actually see that most people don't know what the hell to do when they get money. All right. And so you have the lottery 
philosophy here that a lot of lottery winners go broke. They become big time losers. All right. Um, and this because this is because they simply don't detach from the people once they become wealthy. Right. They don't know what to do with the money. There could be people to say, well, I can flip that and I can make that 50 million dollars over 20 years. And they trust these people. They become big, fat, juicy targets to women, apex predators. And then you're on child support. They actually double down and they 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 tell people tell them now with one million dollars, you can actually build and leverage debt and they become over leveraged in debt um, trying to play the debt game. Now that they have a million dollars, they got the million dollars. They're going to leverage that. All right. And parlay that as opposed to saying I can become a minimalist, leave everybody that I'm around. All right. Create my own little island and actually protect this. OK, um, you become hood rich, as somebody said. Uh, but there's here's examples of lottery winners, winners, not all lottery winners lose money, but these people lost great sums of money. All right. You got um, people losing five million dollars. You got this. You got trailer park trash. Uh, these people right here. OK, you can't you can take the country out of the people. I'm sorry. You can take the people out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the people. Wowzers. Look at these people. What in the Kentucky is this? All right. Oh, also, also, um, you actually become targets for lawsuits. Lawsuits will drain your bank account. And that's something that people don't know. So uh, people will jump on the hood of your car if you stay in the same neighborhood and they know you got the money. People are going to rob you. You'll have lawyers. Lawyers see you as a big old fat, juicy target. So if there's a lawsuit fight against you, there's no incentive for the loyal lawyer to settle immediately. They can draw it out and take a considerable chunk of your money. So lawsuits is something that you have to be aware of when you become rich. And at 22, you're probably going to get sued a whole bunch of times. You guys don't understand. One of the things when you become wealthy is actually putting money away for lawyers. Okay. And I've actually shared this on the money mindset. When you become wealthy, you need to get lawyers on retainer immediately. <laughs> you need to get copyright lawyers. You need to get trademark lawyers. You need to get lawyers uh, for your trust. You need to get lawyer for your criminal criminal law. Plunk down five grand. You need to get family law court attorney. You need to start plunking down um um, you need to be plunking down retainer fees for lawyers immediately. Civil court lawyers, you're going to need to know that. Criminal defense, because you're going to pick up a DUI, you dummy, you had 22. Okay, So you need a lawyer. You need a team of lawyers as soon as you get the money. And if you get a million dollars, you already down 100 grand on retainers. <laughs> and then don't get sued. All right, so yeah. And are you going to get married when you have a million dollars? Likely your dumb ass is going to think you're protected. Because you have money. So anyway, so these are lottery. Oh, hold on for a second. These are lottery winners right here. Here's another example of, uh, look at this ninja right here, out here with the lottery money. Okay, these are right here. And if you want to bring your people up, you know, I'm going to bring all my people with me when I get the million. Guy, you're going to be running out of money quickly. So this guy won $3 million, lost it. He had, um... He only only to invest some of his cash in 11 pounds of crystal meth and get arrested, landed behind bars. All right. So you have Evelyn Adams took five million dollars via uh, two winning lottery tickets and um, blew it all on slot machines and risky investments. Investments are going to kick your ass. I'm going to just let you know, if you don't know, if you don't know, a lot of people are going to tell you, oh, you have money. Be an investor. Now, this is more normie logic. If you again, this is why I would probably wait for the money. If you don't know what you're going to invest the money in before you get the money, 
please don't invest in anything when you get the money. I'm going to say this again. This is why it's important to prepare yourself to be wealthy. If you don't know what you're going to invest in before you get the money, do not invest in anything when you get the money because you're going to blow it. You're going to blow it. It's automatic. It's almost a slam dunk because investing typically um, takes, it's a long-term game. It's a marathon, but you think I'm going to invest in this in two years and I'm going to flip it and double, triple, quadruple. You're not going to do it. You're going to throw that money away. And it's going to be harder to do the research and have patience to do the research once you get the money. You, you don't want to do the research then. Then you'll start having people target you. Hey, you invest in my shit. Invest in my barbershop. Invest in my car wash. I got this to invest in. And this will be great. And then you have people who aren't wealthy telling you how to get wealthy and how to invest in something. And they don't give you a business plan. They don't give you anything. Then everybody points to real estate. Then somebody's going to point to gold. Somebody's going to point to crypto. And then you're going to be confused. And then you'll be like throwing money everywhere. That million dollars is gone. The investment you should be making is using the compound interest, using the residual, and then using all the other things. My great P, which is going to be the, uh, damn, why did I forget it as I'm rolling? All right. Residual, compound, and P. All right. So it's, it's slipping my mind. But somebody will tell me as I'm doing this show. So, um. When you're thinking about this, when you're thinking about this, you should be making a plan to become wealthy and how to keep the wealth passive. <laughs> it's asleep in my mind. Passive, passive residual compound. So you should be thinking about how to become and be prepared for wealth before you get wealthy. If you don't, you're going to blow it. Let me show you another example here. And then this goes in, this goes into the Zion Williams. Is it Zion Williamson? He's 22. Uh, professional athletes. This is what actually mind-boggling to me. This is mind-boggling. So why do professional athletes go broke? It is suggested that 78% of professional athletes go broke at, after three years of retirement. Three years of retirement, professional athletes go broke. And this is according to um, Craig Brown, and he's sharing this as a point of, of, of emphasis here. Uh, number one, you're going to get targeted. Number two, you're going to have child support. Number three, cocaine and hookers. Number four, you're going to buy a bunch of liabilities, boats, houses that you don't live in, need in space, cars, 20 cars and shit like that. Then that money's going to cut off, right? And so you're used to getting $100,000 plus paychecks per week. You know, you can be very accustomed to getting $100,000 a week in paychecks, maybe even more, million dollars a month in paychecks, okay? And you get that. Sometimes even more. You, you're getting 20, 10, 20, 30,000 uh, million paychecks. A lot of these people. I mean, you could possibly. And you do that. I don't know if you guys know. Many athletes only get paid during the season. All right. So when they're not playing, they typically don't get paid. All right. So the checks come when games are played. When you're not playing games, typically the checks don't come. That's that's typical. It's general. I'm sure you can provide opportunity to say no. But you know, that's kind of how it's paid. Uh, typically, lotteries could be paid in an annuity and people cash out the annuity. This is how reparations possibly will be paid in an annuity. And that's how you're going to go from fumble the bag. All right. Because they're going to say, OK, yeah, we'll give it to you. In 20 years, we'll give you $10,000 a year or a month. All right. And then you're going to be like, well, I have this. I have this thing here. It's worth 
a million dollars. I'm going to cash out now for $500,000. And then you cash out and blow the five grand, five, five thousand. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to, you're going to cash out and blow it as opposed to keep keeping that steady income and then stay working. Another reason why you're not prepared to be wealthy is because when you think you're going to be wealthy, you take your foot off the gas. Okay. So you take your foot off the gas. You say, I'm wealthy. I don't have to work as hard. This is why I think it's more beneficial for you to actually build a constant pace of working so that if you were able to get $5 million, you can actually continue working, not take your gas off the uh, foot off the gas. So if you're 22 and you haven't had a standard of working, you take the million dollars, you take your foot off the gas. Okay. You take your foot off the gas and then eventually, guess what? You have an established work so that if you possibly lose a million dollars and a million dollars is easy to lose. If you possibly lose it, you don't have enough work ethic to continue to recover from it, or you don't keep your work ethic going to actually keep that going. What you then do is depend on investing. I, in my belief, you might disagree. People who are investors early in life, they blow their money really quickly because they just sit back and look at the computer and charts and shit, right? Instead of going, okay, I have this over here working for me. I'm also going to do what? Passive residual compound. I got the compound taken care of. Now I got to build the passive. Okay, that's a separate income stream. That's not the same. But you'll make compound residual and, and passive out of a million dollar of investment. I'll invest the entire million dollars and that'll be my entire income. Right? Dude, you're going to blow it. You need another source. You need another stream. You need constant money coming in. You already got that in the bank. You already got that in the bank. Now you need your rest of your money coming in. Build something else. Okay? Build something else. Don't And minimalizing ain't going to help you. You still need income coming in. By the way, talking about professional athletes, the thing that gets professional athletes is that when they're used to getting big checks per month, what happens is when they retire, they might move on to ESPN. They might move on to another job. But the job that they move on to, their paychecks look like our paychecks, meaning that if they don't have investments and dividends and all of these things working for them and they don't have a steady income once they retire, then what will happen is their paychecks look like six grand a month by doing ESPN or YouTube or what something like that. Their paychecks don't look like what the original paychecks look like. Now, you multiply that by 36 months when you have a lifestyle living off $20 million in a year, now all of a sudden you're getting $6,000 a month. Yeah. You're going to, your shit, lifestyle's, your, your lifestyle's going to look funny. Then you got to pay the child support. Your expenses don't change. You got to pay that mortgage note. You got to pay your mama's house. You got to pay for your homeboy's barbershop because it still hasn't turned to profit. Got to pay for that car wash. Got to pay for it gets ugly fast. It gets ugly fast. Then you got to pay for your divorce. And because most of these divorces, 80% of the athletes are going to talk to a divorce attorney at some particular point. And so if you don't downgrade and pay for those 20 cars that you had leveraged the debt and you played eight years of football or maybe five at best, you're going to have a problem similar to the young man that at uh, 22 got the $1 million, right? All the people who used to eat off your plate, you can't take 20 people to dinner now. You can only take two. 
How are those people going to treat you? Are any of those people going to sue you? Can you withstand a lawsuit from anybody? Women that you messed around with, homeboys, people who thought you took their swag, stuff that they thought they created and invested in companies. Are you going to be able to pay that with your $6,000 a month doing 20 days on ESPN? Okay. Are you ready for wealth? My opinion is a lot of Gen Zers are not ready for wealth. They want to be wealthy, but they are not ready for wealth. Let's take you to the blue chip mindset thing that I want to show you here. And this is Generation Z. These are people who definitely want to be wealthy by 26 or 30, but they're not laying the groundworks to do so. Even OnlyFans girls that claim they make, you know, $60,000 in a year or a month, they still live in the hood, which tells me you're not doing the best you can with that money. You're still living hood mindset or you still live in the trailer park. You're not doing the best you can for that money. Gen Z don't have a lot of money. Gen Z's don't have a lot of money but they are traveling anyway. Trust me, I was just with a Kaylee in recent times, as recent as you might believe. And this Kaylee, who was here to see daddy, all right? Damn daddy. Just told me she just came from Greece. In the preceding months, she was just in Greece and Rome and Spain in this calendar year. And guess what? Get him, daddy. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Now, a lot of these people are here for fun as well. They're here for fun as well. But she ain't in. Listen, I'm not going to tell you how old she was, but she's not in financial shape. She's not in financial shape. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what is going on? They're doing the opposite of what most people have uh, thought to do. And the reason why people want to travel is because young people see this on Instagram and YouTube and whatnot. It says, unlike their parents and grandparents, Gen Z's are less likely to view travel as a discretionary expense. It's viewed as an entitlement. It says Gen Z's aren't easing into the travel marketplace. They are exploding into it despite their youth and comparatively low income. More than half of American Gen Z adults are frequent travelers. All the take pictures, right? All the take pictures. Traveling is a major expense. It is not cheap to travel. All right. I mean, you can make it cheap, but it is not cheap. And most of the time when they get to these destinations, they fight to the front of the line to get their picture. And they don't even take in the essence of where they are. They just take the picture and keep it moving and walk away scrolling their phone and getting their filter to go on. They don't even look at the damn what they looking at. <laughs> right. Take it in. Look at it. Relax. <sighs> Appreciate what you are. Savor the flavor. They don't even do it. They just go there, take their picture, and walk the hell off. They walk to the hand of God, and they take the picture, and they keep it moving. So they can post it on their Instagram. It says right here, uh, more than half of uh, American Gen Z adults are frequent, frequent travelers. Having taken three or more luxury trips in the past year, three or more, according to data company Morning Consultant. That's because traveling is now mainstream now and seen as an entitlement and Gen Z's are broadly exposed to traveling and travel inspiration through social media, says Lindsay, whatever her name is, travel and hospitality analysis at Morning Consult. 
It says right here, in short, they've been raised in a society where travel is more prioritized than it was for past generations. And it says right here, thus, brands need to pay more attention and take their money. Big plans, little money. Okay, big plans, little money. They got big plans, big goals, big aspirations. These are also the same people who can't get their mental stability taken care of. All right. These are the same group of people who don't want to return to work. Now that these companies are saying, bring your ass back to work, they don't want to go back. These are the same groups of people who want $20 an hour to flip burgers and drop fries at McDonald's, despite the fact that Rosalinda will do it for $10 an hour under the table. Okay. These are the same group of people who are trying to get a reparation check while shooting firearms in the middle of the street and, fi and lighting firecrackers and fireworks in trains, in closed train stations. Like, think about this. These are the same people who were terminating pregnancies earlier and having babies later and later in life. These are the same people. And that's you. Running the cock carousel like crazy. <laughs> These are the same young women and men who got 50 body counts before 24. And also mental inst unstable. Like, come on. Come on. These people are not going to be prepared for wealth. If I drop $1 million into any of these people's hands, they're going to blow it. It's almost a guarantee. I don't care what you could do is. I don't care about what you could do. I'm talking about the normal, normie American generation Z, Zoomer. The normal Zoomer right now. I'm going to put $1 million in a Zoomer's hands. Are they going to are they going to flip it? Are they going to blow it? And I'm going to tell you, 90% of them are going to blow it. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. What I would do is I would put them $1 million in their hand, and I literally would set up every way for them to blow it. They're, they don't even got money, and they're blowing it. Mm. <laughs> right? Think about this. They don't even got no money, <laughs> right, as they say in the hood. Their money is not there, and they're blowing it. Hmm? They're going to piss it away on Xanax, Molly, Coca. We had Instagram models running Coca up and down the Highway 10, going from El Paso to Los Angeles and back and forth. Okay? We got that. They're going to blow it on makeup. Uh, they're going to blow it on uh, tricking, hookers, boats, cars, double R's. Porsches, they're going to blow it. Mm. 100%. They're going to blow it on multiple tongue piercings. We see what they're doing even without the money. What makes you believe that these people will turn $1 million into a great investment? I say there's only a small percentage of them. Only. Cosmetic surgeries, BBLs, booties, and breast implants. It would be out of control. And don't tell me it would not. It will be severely out of control. This is why you cannot put these type of things into um, um, people with poor work ethic, poor mentalities. Okay. Speaking of, we got um, this right here. We got a GoFundMe. And apparently a young woman has taken to GoFundMe to establish that her dog, Frankie. Okay. Her dog, Frankie's medical bills are, are needed to be paid for. So uh, she can sell some Badusi. She can buy out here in these streets. In these streets. But no better place to do than beg or go than beg than GoFundMe. And it says right here, she's looking to raise $6,000 and she's already raised half of that. Thus, 
on top of that, this amount so far, she says he needs further treatment. So any tiny amount helps her. Thank you for the love. These are also Generation Z and millennials tend to be pet moms. I told you about this pet mom phenomenon way before our brother Kevin Samuels game with the roof roof. All right. I've been telling you about the pet mom, pet mom phenomenon for quite a long time before that. And many others have as well. The pet mom phenomenon is actually just misplaced, misplaced, uh, misplaced nurturing that they would provide for children. They're pushing it onto dogs and cats that they cannot afford. They're taking the nurturing that they should be doing for children that inherently they have in their DNA, in their structure, and they're putting it on dogs and cats. And they'll have multiple of them and they can't even feed them. Just misplaced uh, need for them to be doing what they're doing. And they're out here lost, misguided, and undecided. Most of them doing jack shit. Talk about they got a therapy dog at at 19 <laughs> right at 19 we're done we're done all right these people should be hatching babies like crazy barefoot and pregnant they they're serving no other purpose but being a parasite onto society because not only can they not support themselves mentally and or financially guess what they can't even support the pet that they got mm. and they can't afford the travel that they want to pursue we're in in game y'all we're in end game we're in Endgame. Do you know who the person, do you know who the person is that can't afford this pet's medical bills? Allegedly, you'll be shocked. Allegedly, the person who cannot afford these medical bills is none other than, let's pull her up. Let's pull her up right here. Actress, allegedly, actress, Lindsay, what's her name? Lindsay Fonseca. This is allegedly the person who put up the damn GoFundMe. Somebody that possibly has earned a flatback, of course. Yep, she's falling on hard times, y'all. Now, I'm going to go through her actress resume again. This person has probably got more than a million dollars at age 22 and has somewhat blown it. Okay. Let's go ahead and look at it. I'm telling you, giving people money at 22 is not as smart as you think it would be. All right. Um, let me see uh, if I can pull up. I'm going to pull up her age. I think she's 39 years old. This is a millennial. 36. This is a millennial. It's a millennial. Let me see here. I'm going to see what her net worth is. This is allegedly. I don't even know if this is true, but this is what I was told. Allegedly estimated at a worth net worth for $2 million. Uh, net worth and actual cash in hand are two different things. So an actress to be worth $2 million. Um, yeah, that's possible. You, you, you can definitely be worth $2 million and be poor. Much of that could be in your house or other investments that are tied up that you cannot touch. Uh, potentially you might have a trust or you might have one of the situations like Britney Spears has. Who knows? You got to have a drug drug problem, okay, where you're worth $2 million, but much of it is in some assets or liabilities or combined combination of that, and you could be drugged out. Okay, yeah, by acting standards, she ain't she ain't making it. I mean, by acting standards, you know, she she's not at the cream of the crop, top of the list, and so forth and so on. Okay, so 
Um, this is a flatback that definitely probably owned a junior college, right? She probably on a junior college. And she's definitely, um, if this is true, if this is true, if this is alleged to be the right person, she can't even take care of her dog's expenses for surgery. Okay? But this is what happens when young people get. So young people get money. They really kind of do a mismanagement of their money. Okay, so really see if you are prepared for wealth. What you should be doing is taking steps. Try to eliminate certain people from your life that aren't going to be valuable to you if you were to attain wealth today start getting some knowledge on doing what we call the three letters right here compound passive and residual and develop income streams related to those right do you have a compound interest uh stream that means do you have early investment that are going to compound 20 25 30 45 years later to where you're a millionaire just letting compound interest do the work do you have that stream are you prepared to actually invest in that stream when you get your million dollars Okay. If you're not, the million dollars is going to get blown. If you're only going to double down into something that is more passive and not be doing the work to get residual income, creating something that can, this is why celebrities write books. That's why celebrities write books because that's a residual income. Many times it's a big payday, but sometimes attached to it is residual income. That's why they do movies and they start getting involved in that because they know they can get paid residually in case their regular income stops, they can actually get money and checks from past works that they did. Residual income is so important. I actually have a video on this on the Notorious CGA channel of talking about those three things. You take notes. And also, do you have a work ethic that is um, that people can't keep up to? All right. I happen to have a work ethic that makes me way more wealthier than my wealth actually is. So my work ethic can actually predict where my wealth is going to be, even though it's not there yet. Because even without a vehicle, with even out a place to actually earn money, I will actually take the work ethic and point it in a different direction tomorrow. Just like that. Because I'm, so I don't, I'm not concerned about making money. I'm always going to make it. Now I could go through a bad time. Everybody does. But some people go through worse times because they can't take work ethic and redirect it. So my work ethic has value. My skills have value. So it doesn't matter if I don't have a vehicle express it or anywhere. I can actually take it and repoint, repoint it somewhere and go, all right, I'll still be good. He said, private investigator listening close. You can't, you can't quantify my work ethic. All right. You just gonna have to wait, but my work ethic is always going to be valuable. All right. I'm always going to be valuable because I can always take that. And they only have a limited time to get that. But a lot of people have zero work ethic and they're ch sitting around hoping and flipping and, uh, and working. Oh, I heard this idea that if you take this money, you take $50,000, but they don't have $50,000. Think about this. Why do they always think that they're going to take $50,000 and flip it when they've never done it? I don't understand this mindset. And then they only work to flip the $50,000 and don't work at the same time. You can't work to flip 50 grand and sit there and wait for the 50 grand to flip. That's not how it works. Most people who flip 50 grand actually have another source of income while they're flipping it. They're also flipping that 50, other 50 grand. They actually have it in what we call diversification. They don't sit there and flip 50 and then do what? 
sit there and look. They don't do it. Just watch it, okay? Any moment now, it's going to flip. So think about that when you get money. And think about that when you listen to people tell you they know how to flip it. They know what to do with it. Just look at their results. Okay, what are you doing? What does your work ethic look like? Are you just out here trying to hustle and flip? That Those people you need to be aware of. You need to be aware of those people right off the rip. And if you don't have your sexual discipline in order, please do not be out here thinking that you're going to take a million dollars and make the best of it. You're not. What you're going to do is you're going to start going, uh, you're going to trick to levels that you didn't know you tricked. You're going to be out here banging top quality women and they will not have any problem, apex predators, taking your money. Okay? If you don't have your discipline down, they'll take your money quick. And soon as you done spending on them, they're going to skedaddle. Get that validation and sexual discipline in order before you get any money. Trust me. You're going to feel that money going to be gone. All right. Anyway, 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 let me see if I can get catch up. And then we're going to talk about uh, Zion Williamson. And then we'll conclude with Leonardo DiCaprio and your girl, Mrs. Career. So I could focus on my career. Mad at Leonardo DiCaprio because he out here dating at the junior college. Indeed. Uh, let me check Cash App and, and get it going. Keep it moving. Keep it keep on moving. As they say, we got our man Kirby. He says the best show in the series. Happy Blue Chip Mindset Day. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. And shout out to uh PBJ is in the building on sports. Do you know what a jock tax is? I don't know what a jock tax is. All right, jock tax. I'm gonna see what that is. I'm interested. I'm curious. It's a, a professional athletes owe a portion of their salary to most states and cities they visit, even for a single day. I do know that. Actually, because I coached uh, college basketball, I actually had the jock tax as well. So uh, even when you coach college sports, you suffer from the jock tax. So every state that we go to and we play, which we don't have the same as professional sports, they're going, they're going to, um, you know, they have 82 road trips. 82 games that they play on the road. But um, every time we go to a state and we eat, we stay overnight and whatnot, we got to pay tax to that state. Oh, it's effed up. You better get an accountant, right? It's effed up out here. So, uh, yes, you do have to do that. So uh, the accountants for professional athletes every year, every state they go to and they earn a check from, they have work that they've earned a check from, they owe they owe to that state. They play in Memphis, Tennessee. They And you play for the Golden State Warriors. You got to pay a state tax because you earn income for that game in Tennessee. And so forth and so on around the country. Yep. That is, that is true. Thank you for bringing that up. A lot of people don't know that. That is definitely something that will catch people off on surprise. Shout out to MC Hamster XX's work on emotions. Men work on their money because that's where we see it valuable. Um, emotions typically, I think that's a female territory game and it's predatory. It's manipulative, right? It's a, it penalizes you for not being in tune to them. So if you have a relationship with a woman, she'll penalize you for not uh, being in tune with that. And um, look, man, I got time and I don't. 
I got time and I don't, baby. If if you just not that strong of a person, just tell me. <laughs> I mean, just tell me. If you look, you're only as strong as the weakest link. And I get it. Some people need emotions. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not an emotional guy. So I figure if you're a mature adult, work on your goddamn self. I, I'm not going to be that type of thing. All right. And if you're incapable of it, please just leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Just like leave me alone. Like I'm not tied into your emotions as much as you are tied into mine. Now, if that's what you need, please leave me alone. I'm just letting you know, do not get involved with me. <laughs> right. I'm going to disappoint you. I'm going to disappoint you massively. Because I'm not going to put much emphasis on that. <laughs> like, look, if listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I'm just telling you, I don't need it. And I don't need to be trying to fill up your tank either. So go somewhere, <laughs> please. It's really to me like a child. I mean, it's some children shit. People who depend on that. And listen, you're made how you're made. But for real, leave me alone. <laughs> just like all right man let's go find somebody else but i really want you to work on go find something go find somebody else <laughs> right mm. don't push me away oh lord you're pushing me away i feel that if you could just work on your emotions and work on filling up my love tank mm. i'm not gonna fill up your love tank Go somewhere else, <laughs> please. I'm done. I'm not. All right. Shout out to you, trash, YouTube trash talker. My stepfather gave me rich dad, poor dad for my seventh birthday. I even started a family business amongst my eight siblings. I had a stock investment class in the seventh grade taught by one of those people. <laughs> one of the good guys, or he says a great guy. Shout out to one of those people. If you know, you know. Let Kanye tell you. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right. Shout out to you. Yeah. Um, You know, I actually went to high school with those people. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. Shout out to this area. And there's a lot of them there. And they think differently, man. They They think differently about a lot of things that, you know, it just doesn't fly. It just doesn't fly for the type of things that they do and the way they do it. They can be ruthless. They can be ruthless. And the reason why they're ruthless is sometimes they take the emotions out of some of the things that they do. Right. And you kind of got to do that. Like, I'll give you an example. If you are a gambler, which I don't suggest that you get involved with. The best gamblers take emotion out of their gambling and they keep it about what they can see. For instance, you're at a blackjack table. You're at a blackjack table. One of the best, the, some of the best ways to do blackjack, which is basically the casinos won't let you because they know you have an advantage is to count the cards, right? If you're good at counting the cards and you can count what cards have been dealt and what's not, how many times you've seen face cards out, what's the likelihood that you're going to win? You're going to win. And also, you know, emotionally when to stay on the table and when to walk away, you're going to do well. If you get emotional and you're on a ride and you're rolling and yeah, 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 you're going to lose. If you don't know what you're doing to play, you're going to lose. If you don't know when to walk away and you're about to bet your watch, your shoestrings, your car, you're about to do something like that because you're down bad. 
you're going to lose. If you're not playing the numbers and you feel like I'm a double down and you don't know how to cop the car, you're going to get your ass kicked. So when it comes to people and money like that, you have to many times attach, detach emotion from whatever the financial implications are. It can seem cold. And it does. It's not, it's not very humane. Some people might say it's not moral. However, it ain't about that when it's time to make that money. When it's time to make the money, all of that shit don't matter. Because that interferes with the money. So you will find that people will overlook that stuff and they do well. But while other people want you to be emotional about many things in the pursuit of it, I don't think you there's room for much in it. And they do well because they can detach the emotions from the money making. There's a line there, but I'm I'm just letting you know when they do when they do um stuff like put put firearm stores on every corner, put liquor stores on every corner, put low income housing only in low like they do things strategically that make sense, but it's not the best morally and they they take advantage of people. Oh, bankers do the same thing. Bankers do the same thing. I know people disagree with me. We got a, we have a very passionate disagreeer, but not saying much in the live chat. But you'll have to monetize it for me to answer you. $20 super chats alone for me to answer you if you vehemently disagree. But you can disagree for free. I just won't acknowledge it. Bankers are very non-emotional about what they do. They know it's going to trip you up. They know it's going to screw you. But they still offer you programs. Why do they offer you the programs? Because they know you're stupid. <laughs> they know you're going to flub it up. And you ask them, well, do you think this is a good deal? Hey, this is the best deal I have for you. They know you're going to mess. People are in sales. People in sales. People in sales are going to sell you something you don't need. They don't give a shit if you need it or not. They still going to sell it to you. Again, they detach the emotion from the money making. <laughs> right? They want to convert the sale. They don't, they don't care how you're going to feel about it and how they're going to feel about it. And if you're going to have a sleepless night because you can't make the car payment. Come on, man. You got two choices. But if you want to be Robin Hood, if you want to be on your moral principles, if you want to care about the emotions of the people who buy, then it, it's going to be a long haul for you. And you need to really decide if making money is for you. You really need to decide. It's this game for me because it's cutthroat. Not only is it cutthroat for the people who buy from you, the people you're doing business against and with are just as cutthroat. It's no, guys, there's no working around this. <laughs> there's no working around this, guys. I know you guys want to think, well, in a good world, no. My competitors are more ruthless than me. The people who I need to beat in sales and beat in money making and beat in putting, buying land, they're going to cheat. They're going to cheat. They're going to cut corners. They're going to backstab you. They're going to stab. Right? They don't, they don't care. So if you think you're going to be the good person and butcher business on the block 
against all the other competitors and you're going to think people are going to choose you because you're the moral person, you're going to get ran over. And you're going to go out of business. I've, sh I've shown you that. Business go out of business trying to play the nice guy and doing what they think is right for the people. Don't work like that. Please go somewhere else and do, do what you want to do. Think about this. I'm, I'm giving y'all the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm giving y'all the truth. If you think money is, is a nice guy thing, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, shout out to, uh, who is this in here? The Steel Curtain. He says Reebok saved Allen Iverson's bacon when they created the $32 million trust. He says access accessible to him at age 55 as part of his lifetime contract. Absolute lifesaver. And I think he turns 40, 55 soon. What is his name? And I know he's counting down the days till he turns 55. He is 48. Boy, he's got a long way to go. He got a long way to go. He like, <laughs> he's 48. That was a sweet deal. Saved his bacon, man, because he's made more than $200 million plus before that. And unfortunately, he's experienced some divorce and child support and bankruptcy and a lot of hangers on did them. We call them hangers on his homeboys, his posse. A lot of them took from him and manipulated him. And he was a young man with money and he made millions of millions of dollars. And I'm, I'm assuming not, not a much of it is left. Not much of it is left. So Allen Iverson is, um, as, is a guy who actually had somebody smart enough to say, you have a lifetime contract with me, but you're not going to be able to access the money till age 55 which is $35 million. Brilliant, brilliant move, and it saved his, it saved his ass. Mm. Yeah, his wife took half of his money. So again, you think you're going to take $1 million and become uh, exceedingly wealthy? If you get married, if you have a baby, half of that money's gone, <laughs> right? Just count half of it. We're going to get to it with Zion Williamson here. Williamson. Jabari says these, he says, these people are broke, busted, and disgusted with mountains of debt, no guidance, and horrible mental health. But your solution is popping out kids. Yes. He says, Jabari Parker, he says, what if you won $5 million now? What if I won $5 million now? What's the first thing that I would do with $5 million? Well, first thing I would do is <laughs> wrong sound effect. First thing I would do is. I will be out of here. I'm gone. <laughs> right. I'm absolutely gone. I'm leaving. I'm getting the up out of here. All right. I'm buying an island somewhere. But he's asked me about the previous thing about um, if, if uh, popping out kids would it, it wasn't the solution. I said that's what they should be doing. Not saying they should be doing it now. But the life that a lot of people are being misled by, specifically younger women, is that they're going to be CEOs at 30. They're going to be rich by 35. They'll be independent. And they'll be into it like that's going to be only 10% of women. 10% of women in America will take advantage of this. The rest of them are going to be messed up. So in a normal world, these people should be barefoot and pregnant. They shouldn't now because they're already messed up. That ship is sailed. <laughs> that ship is sailed. So, yes, my solution was not to get them pregnant now. It's over. That's why I've been telling you guys it's in game out here. Game. Over. All right. I didn't provide that solution as to them get pregnant. Now, I said what they should be doing in a world that was letting led by righteousness and what we're doing. 
Not that they should turn now and pop out babies. Okay. We're now have led all of humanity astray for the good old dollar bill. And somebody said the 0.001%, not 10%. Most women do not take advantage of this feminism. They actually become, um, become left out and led astray and left hanging because then they have nobody. They have just themselves. And they are, single women are the poorest financially. They have the lowest net worth of anyone. That includes single men, and they also include married couples. Single women have the lowest net worth. Even when they have high net worth, they're least likely to save it. They're least likely to be in fiscal, good fiscal financial shape. So we cannot have a country predominantly of single women and then single childless women. But it's too late to turn it around now. There's too late. Gotcha. I'm not providing solutions for to fix the problem. Please understand this. Jabari, you know this. I'm not providing solutions to fix this problem. I think we're in over our head. Now, there's no turning back. That's why I wrote de-evolution. There's no coming back. Um, I also ex ex have explained over the years, we're at the point of no return. <laughs> All right. We're at the point of no return. Now, we think it can return naturally, and all we have to do is convince people to do X, Y, and Z. Guys, we're at the point of no return. Some people say let it burn. I say find solutions to be surviving out here because we can't go back to what is right. We've already been misguided. And I'm not here to save it, and I'm not here to provide solutions to save it. People say, well, what's the solution? I wrote an entire book called The Free Agent Lifestyle. That's the solution for you. Okay. I don't provide solution for you normies. You know why? Because you're normies. <laughs> you're going to take it. It's going to go one ear, one ear right out the other. You're going to think about how it makes you feel. You're going to talk about how I delivered the message. And your dumb ass is going to keep doing comfortable things and keep getting lied to. You're normies. There's no fixing you. With that being said, a lot of us can survive. So remember, I'm not providing solutions. I said she should be barefoot and pregnant. That don't mean she should start being barefoot and pregnant. It's in game because they got too much going on for themselves. All right. They're normies. They're done. They got too many excuses. We used to live in a no excuse society where people had the onus of actually pulling their weight. We don't live in that world anymore. We live in a world where we can blame somebody else for the position we're in. It's over. The, just that alone, it's a wrap. Game you got over. people sitting in therapist's office filled up with a lot of mental health meds, and they're blaming their fathers and their boyfriends and their ex-husbands and their ex-wives, and they're blaming everybody but themselves. They're blaming the people who made them feel bad in high school. They're blaming hoes. They're blaming men. They're blaming the patriarchy. They're blaming white men. They're blaming everybody but themselves. We've let the cat out of the bag. There's no going back. We're in massive debt as a country. We're at massive debt as individuals. There's no going back. Now, you can survive this because there's that doesn't mean America is over. But America, as you know, is not there anymore. Okay. We are now going to go into universal basic income. We're going to go into a lot of dead weight parasites. We're going to go into a lot of a, a, a big gap between the haves and the have-nots, huge gap. And a lot of the haves are going to be, again, behind 
every great fortune lies a great crime. They're going to be people stealing off the top like crazy because they already are. Then they have not. Then there's going to be a working class. There's going to be people that have no chance. That's all we're going to be in. Massive obesity. Mass we're in a crisis, but there's no coming out of it. We're in a steep nosedive. We're going to transition in the next 50 years, maybe 100, into some sort of socialist, um, highly government-influenced. I mean, we're already there, but they're going to support us financially. Um, and I've been talking about this for four years. I mean, I, it shouldn't be new. I told you we were headed here. Everybody thought I was crazy. I said in 10 years, and we're already here in five years. In another five years, we'll be really there. I'm just letting you know. New, 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 new world order. There's no solution for, I'm not providing solutions for society. I'm not. I'm talking to every man and woman that watches my show. What's my solution? Sink or swim. Save yourself. That's my solution. And I wrote it in the book called The Free Agent Lifestyle. I mean, what? That's all I did. All right. So always remember that. Always remember that. I'm not trying to save a group of people. I'm just saying you better save yourself or you're in trouble. And your own look, who, who's going to sink you first? How long? This show is going to be long. Who's more likely to sink you? The mysterious man, the mysterious white man, the mysterious small hats, the mysterious immigrants. No, those people are just doing what they normally do. Who's going to sink you first? Proximity, likeness, and relation. <laughs> Proximity, people who are close to you. People who look like you. And people who you are linked to. Those people are going to sink you faster than anybody else. Not the women, not the small hats, not the white man, not the government, not the... The people going to be sinking you first at two Brute, at two Pookie. Pookie, and that's who's going to get you first. So you better have a solution, not for the big picture, but the small picture. The people you get into marriages with, they're going to sink you first. Most of them are going to divorce you. The people who you have children with, those people are going to sink you first. The people in your neighborhood, those people are going to get you first. Your homeboys, your homegirls. Those are people going to sue you first and sink you first. If you're not listening and taking the notes, sometimes your kids sinking you first. Yes, your kids. You don't have no control over kids anymore. You don't. You don't have parental controls over kids anymore. Okay? Not, not like you think you do. So they'll sink you faster than anybody, the white man, the black man, the Latino man, the immigrant man, the government, them people are going to sink your ass first. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Now, if you want to prove me wrong and you want to have hope and faith in humanity, it is what it is. I can't help you there. I'm not here to even argue that. But everything that I say has been proven. I'm not dealing with hope. Hope is not a strategy. I'm telling you, you got to really think critically about what you're doing out here and prepare for this shit. It's no game out here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we keep I keep proving this on a daily basis. People get deleted by their girlfriends, boyfriends faster than the government can get you. And the government don't have to delete you no more. They don't. 
they could just set up the scenario for your girlfriend's boyfriends to go ahead and it's already ingrained in us to have these goofy emotions and love and fall out of love and fight and go to court and do all this stuff and divorce. We taking ourselves out. Then your kids sue you. <laughs> Come on, man. That's what we get in. Guess it, let's 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 wake up. Shout out to uh Pro Man says the Hotep crowd is almost equally responsible for black men losing wealth as women are. I mean, Pro Man. It is what it is. And they have no emotions about what? Starting schools and not funding them, getting money to collect it. You don't have any problem with the pastor pork chop preachers and the false prophets out here scamming your money and you keep going to the church and whatnot. Guys, it's not these bigger things, these mysterious people. It's the people that are close to you that more likely are going to get you than than these other people you keep keep talking about right here. <laughs> All right. And I'm trying to prove that point. You'll lose out financially from people who look like you and are close to you. Let me continue the story and get the Zion because I know that's why you're here. And Zion is probably at practice. He don't got time to listen to CGA. So he's waiting with bated breath for me to get on his neck. Pause. But let's go ahead and show you what's going on with him and why ninjas are will be nin. Why? Like, let me say it again. Why ninjas will be will ninja. Ninjas is all going to ninja. They're always going to ninja. NBA superstar Zion Williamson, age 22, and his girlfriend are expecting their first child. Congratulations to them. They're bringing life into the world via his seed. It was just a spark of life into her barren egg, her dead eggs, and that life has sparked some child support into the future. Okay. And so here we go right here. She's 30 years old. There she is right there, allegedly. This person right here, this is the one featured here doing the splits on the table. This is who a man worth 200. Let me see something here. I'm going to see what his net worth is. Ninjas, not even the small hats do shit like this. <laughs> okay. Not even, dude, this is what I told you ruthlessly about, about uh, money. You will never catch no small hat doing some shit like this. You might catch one or two. This is why they stay rich. Net worth, allegedly. What do we got? I'm not getting the accurate number here. All right. But some people say 300 million. His contract's worth $198 million. They're saying the net worth of $18 million. I don't even believe that. They they got my net worth is just as high there. Okay. Yeah, they they got the whole they got this thing messed up. But again, he's on an early he's early in his early in his contract. But you won't see nobody worth three hundred million dollars doing some shit like this. They got the shoe deal. Let's go back. You won't see this happen. Only ninjas are going to do this again. Let's go back to the first question. Would you take one million dollars at age 22 or take five million at age 45? Who would do this? Who? who? A young ninja. That's who's going to do it. That's who's going to do it. Hey. I've done worse. I'm sure. But let's talk about this young woman, this young lady. She's 30 years old. 30 years old. I mean, in what world are we allowing 30-year-old? When do men stand up, right? When, when do men get a voice in this? Where we can say, this woman obviously targeted him. 
He's she's uh, almost a decade older than him. She's already a single mother. Why do we let our biggest and brightest do ninja stuff and let these ninjas get taken advantage of? Yeah, she's 30 plus years old and already a single mother to I don't know who I, I can't even say. Now, if this was vice versa, if I went in there and I was 30 years old and I took advantage of some 22 year old knocked her up, they would have a lot to say. But this man's worth almost $300 million probably in his lifetime, maybe even more, if he could stay healthy on the court. Why are we allowed? Why is nobody saying this? Why is nobody call, willing to call this out? This is predatory behavior. This is almost as bad as somebody of another race coming in and being predatory, a financial advisor, uh, somebody that was going to take. This woman's going to make more than a predatory financial advisor will ever take from Zion Williams. This is a this is an actual fact. She will take more than any financial advisor can steal from Zion. From this one act. Let me show you a video here. Um, allegedly, allegedly, this is also the same woman. He said, where the OGs at? For real. No, you know what? That's a good question. Because the OGs out here, especially for black men, when black men hit 40, we old, we dinosaurs. We don't know what we talking about. You too old. We're the only community that puts 40-year-old men out to pasture. When in most communities, 40-year-old men are the most valuable. 50-year-old men are the most valuable. 60-year-old men are the most valuable. But only in the black community do we retire people like crazy. And we do it to rappers. We do it to entertainers. We do it to every we do it to athletes. We do it to everybody but women. We still talking about Nia Long, but Carmelo Anthony can't be out here balling. I'm sure Carmelo could help somebody, but we put him out the pasture. He's 40. He's 38. It's over for him. He's old, but Nia Long can still get praise out here at 50. See, we don't give respect to older black men. The first thing you do is you see some gray hair and some balding. He old. Put him out. This is some slave mindset shit where I'm too old to work on the plantation or be valuable. Where the young men are the most valuable. The young bucks and the babies and the babies and the little babies and the young dirts and the little dirts. They're the most valuable black men in our society. And also the most valuable black men take advantage of like the Zion Williamson's. We let them get taken advantage of. What are we doing? Showing you some pictures here. Showing you some pictures. This is the young, this is the young lady. A picture here allegedly with little Boosie. This is the baby mother of $300 million net worth Zion Williamson. This is what you guys let happen and you refuse to open your mouth. This is the lady that is about to have a man that is potentially almost a, probably could be worth a billion now, a billion dollars. This is what we allow him to do. And we celebrate it. They're not even married. I'm not the only one talking about this. I'm going to read this uh, little clip here. Um, this is from what? BSO Entertainment. I don't know who the source is here, but I mean, sorry, this is the source. I don't know their legitimacy, but they're going to even talk about this. Uh, photos of Zion Williamson's 30-year-old single mother, baby mama, and her name is Akima, Akima, who just announced they are having a baby. It says right here, and there she is there. 
Uh, it is important for Zion Williamson to carefully consider his choices. Does it, the decision to have a child with a single mother almost a decade older than him, despite his age and immense wealth, and let's just be frank, his immaturity may raise concerns about his judgment. Here are some of the details of the couples that we are aware of. And it says right here, um, add girl dad to Zion Williamson's resume, the number former number one overall draft pick who is expecting a child with his girlfriend just learned that he's having a baby daughter and the 22-year-old and his pregnant girlfriend, girlfriend, not wife. We're not even supporting wife family structure within this for the biggest and brightest in our community. We'll allow these men to fumble a bag over this love and romance and all of this fake shit when we already know she fakered in the $3 bill. We can already see that by the, by the pictures. All right, but it's, I mean, come on. This is a real, stop it. Let's continue. It says right here, she invited, uh, let's continue. They had catering and food. Uh, listen, we're not even gonna go through that. It says right here, here's what we know about her. Meanwhile, black women are overjoyed that Zion knocked up a sister. At least she's not white, wrote one Twitter user, referring to the fact that most black NBA players have white partners. False. That is absolutely false. And get this damn ad off my screen here. That's false. Most black NBA players do not have white partners. It says right here, congrats, beautiful black family. This is the guys. This is the beautiful black family of the future. Yo, we done, man. We done. This. <laughs> uh, all I got to say is. Oh, the humanity. Says, uh, but others say Zion was trapped by the 30-year-old and he should get a DNA test who already is the mother to another man's child. One wrote, Zion, she's turning 30 and alternating, right? And I think, uh, what is alternating? She got a kid with another dude. What you doing, bro? <laughs> what you doing, bro? So, <laughs> yay. Ay, yay, yay. Oh, the humanity. You already know this. Is, we already know how this is going to end. This is similar to when we showed, and I know people are taking offense to this. This is similar to when we showed. When we showed the young black man that had the scat pack and he had that Millie Mouth Muskrat white girlfriend and he was kissing on her, holding her from behind. Everybody knows how this story is going to end. It's probably not going to end well for her, possibly for him. All right. And so this, they're already talking about his ability to make choices. He hasn't even been able to stay on the basketball court for very long. They did they did make a video, and I'm going to show clips from the video, and you can judge by what you see here. And I can't play the video because it is probably copywritten, and the woman's channel that is featured on is the woman that in question. All right, so I'm not going to play the video as I'm talking about her in this light. But I'm just going to show you some clips. And there's a Mary J. Bly's song. It's a beautifully put together video. It is here on YouTube. Okay. You will find one thing very funny about this video. The funny thing you're going to find about this video. Watch this. Take a look. Take a look. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, they knew they was getting people going in on this. Comments turned off. Yeah, they know. <laughs> they know. They know. All right. And so there you go. Comments turned off. 
turn them damn comments off. They knew that this shit was not going to fly well. <laughs> they knew that heat was coming. All right, and so here we go. I'm not going to show the videos, but it's a beautifully video. It's a beautiful video here. Um, it looks like this is looks like possibly his estate. And um, they got flowers, and they did a whole thing for somebody who's a single mother already and also a out-of-wedlock pregnancy. We got catering. Oh, we got barbecue in there. All right. It's barbecue in there. All right, we got barbecue in there. And we got the, the family, the family of the, not the bride, but the baby mama. We got drinks being served, pina coladas. And we got this. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody's dressed impeccably and clean. Everybody looks like they got they smell good on. And uh, yeah, everybody got gifts. So we got, we got parting gifts. All right. We got somebody, white man out here. He, this dude right here about to make all the money. Whoever this is, this the dude that's going to make. He going to run out like a bandit right here. This is her lawyer. <laughs> okay. This dude is the richest dude in the room and based on what they've doing. Okay. Not one in a suit. Nope. 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 Suits are okay. We playing games. We playing games. We got sniggles out here and straggles and diapers and bonnets. All right. Okay. And we also have the reveal. All right. And so this is the real. And on his shirt, on his shirt, I'm going to read what's on his shirt. You want me to read what's on his shirt? If you can't read it, the back of his shirt says, I'm here because I don't want to get yelled at. What happened? Where did all the men nope. go? It's already over for him. Dude, he's already leveraged. And giving up all of his leverage to this and the mother and the women in his life who bring confusion and shit, right? He's already given the leverage to them, and he is the bank. He's literally making all these people survive and thrive. He paid for and sponsored all of this, and he's already doing the miserable dance, right? He's already per bowing down to the... Where are the men in this guy's life? NBA, y'all need me to come in and set this shit straight? Do you need me to come in and deliver the sermon from the mountaintop? This is not going to end well for him. Everybody knows it. Everybody that has probably wanted to put a comment on that video knows it. And he just doesn't know it yet. I would demand that he get an NBA. I, I would demand that he get a DNA test for this child once the child is arrived. I think there's a great incentive for her to not have been fooling around with him. It would be absolutely stupid for her to have had Zion in her presence and then fooled around on him and got pregnant by another man. That would be foolish because she's giving up lots of money. But he knows that this, this relationship is not destined to last very long. I hope that he stays healthy, but this woman's going to make a lot of money. Is Was he targeted by this woman? Let's see targeted. And why aren't men able to speak up against this and talk about it from this perspective without being told that we're cold and callous, that we don't have feelings and we don't care? There should be men like me that are at my age to tell this young man like there should have been men who told me not to do the stupid shit that I did. Instead, we had men be quiet. The men that have been taken advantage of by apex predators. The men have been victims of divorce. They stay quiet. And it is the married men, the men who are the OGs that are trying to be young dudes instead of being OGs. 
You're too busy putting just for men in your beard and your hair to try to look like the young dudes. And you out here need to be an OG and tell these men what is the real. You got these simp ass husbands out here who are afraid to open their mouth because they're afraid to get yelled at by somebody who has no leverage and options over you. The only leverage she has is to be able to divorce Grapey to kingdom come. We need OGs. We need men to stand up and not talk about how he can get Punani. It's how to protect themselves from the Punani. That's what we need. <laughs> because at the end of it, when he gets finessed, when he gets got, we all just going to sit back and laugh at him. And it's sad because in the black community, we want our men to thrive and survive. We need them to lead. But when they get got, all we do is laugh at them. Mm. And it is basically misery loves company when a man falls down it is the best thing for black people because they see that as ha you thought you was gonna get away but you didn't you just one of us you ninja again proximity likeness and relation those are the people who are gonna do you in and i just proved that point again let's get to the super chats and i do have one more segment stick around if you don't want to stick around hit the like button as you exit and can feel free to contribute to the show Shout out to MJ. Hey, coach, listening to you in my kitchen with my 15-year-old son while cooking lasagna. Only prime uh, Aberdeen Angus mince steak. Shout out to you, man. And he says, it feels good to finally have money in my pocket in my mid-40s. Love you, CGA. Don't it feel good? Don't you feel powerful? Don't you feel like you got options out here? You know what they say about men with options and leverage? Let the sister speak to you. Man, if he, man, if he she loves don't you, speak today. She a little bit. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> All right, nothing works with a man with options. But having money doesn't mean you have options out here. Still need some discipline. We got Homer. The American empire has been in collapse since the subprime mortgage crisis in 2008. We can't fix the government corruption. And he's, we couldn't we couldn't fix the government corruption. Then hit the game over. Game well, over. yeah, that day when they came out with that bailout, that was a wrap. All right. That was just about the end of it. And they use the future taxpayers money that that bailout which everybody got mad at and the bankers ran off with their bonus and we bailed out the too big to fail banks and some of these historic corporations. They basically leveraged the future of generation alpha and beyond Gen Z generation alpha and beyond. So this didn't happen yesterday. It was a house of cards even before that. All right. If you don't remember who's, who's, who's old enough to remember what people were doing before 2008, buying houses. I thought these people were morons. I thought they were so dumb, and I want you to take this as a blue ship. I got into the business to take advantage of them. Mm. All right, I left coaching to go into mortgage and training because I knew these idiots was going to get me rich. They was doing no money down. I mean, just no money down, you're screwed, okay? And they start listening to people, you don't need no money down. I'm like, you already, you already asked out already because you ignore me, and you're going no money down? And you're going adjustable rate mortgage and you're going no interest. I mean, interest only, no principal payments. And you're going stated assets, stated income. I'm like, this shit is a wrap. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's no way. There's no way we can sustain this shit. And they were like, yes, we can. Because um, the appreciation of the housing market is out of control. And it was 
because people were buying houses that certainly weren't worth it. And they were going up in seven months. They were doubling. The equity in homes were doubling in seven months. And people were flipping properties in six months. They would buy it six months, sit on it. It would almost damn near double and they would get the hell out of it. Now, people were making money out of that. They were making money out of that. So there were a group of people getting off the top. They were out here playing the no feelings game. But that was them people. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you're going to get stuck in that house. <laughs> there's people still. There's still people right now stuck in the house that they went under in in 2008. One of the reasons why I don't like buying houses, because they couldn't get out of it. They couldn't sell it. It was a wrap. So they're stuck in it. So people are like, I'm happy here. You better be because you're stuck. You ain't going nowhere, Ninja. You barely just getting above the original damage of 2008. Your house barely just got equity in 2019. All right, anyway, all upside down in your shit. First of all, when you go no money down, you go already upside down. I mean, right off the rip. So this is just financial literacy. But with houses and appreciation in good markets, you can actually get out of that. But, um, you know, dumb people are going to dumb. Greedy people are going to greed. People are going to feel entitled. They will going to want their McMansion in the boat, and they're going to want all of that stuff. And they're going to want to use credit to leverage it. And guess what? This is why getting a million dollars at 22 is probably not the smartest for most people. They're going to do some dumb shit. People with, cre people with credit scores of 580 were getting loans. Okay. People with credit scores of 580 were getting loans. And people saying VA home loans, dude, that's only only certain people can get them, number one. Number two, you can't even get into certain communities with a VA loan. And if the market's hot, you ain't getting no VA loan, you ain't getting shit. We actually went over this over the on the money mindset. If the market's hot, that VA loan, by the time that shit funds, you already out the marketplace. People coming in with 80% cash, 100% cash, VA loans, you ain't getting nothing. There's certain communities you can't even use that loan in. I mean, they let you move in. So there's not always a easy solution for everybody. You're going to be in a certain neighborhood, certain segment, certain age house. You're not going to be able to call your shop. In this world, you need cash. If the market's hot and you have great appreciation in the market, you're going to need cash. Cash can close in 15 days. Okay. Any other loan program going to take 30, 60, 90 days. All right. If you're a seller, you're going to take the cash. So just know that VA loans are capped by zip code. Yep. And that's, you know what I mean? I mean, if you want to go further into that, you can't even move into certain co communities with VA loan. So if you want to live at the top of the hill, you ain't going to be able to move it. I'm like, get that shit out of here. Mm. Money talks, bullshit walks, right? Cash talk, bullshit walks. You need cash. All right. That's what it is. If the market is any market is hot in real estate, trust me, you're going to need cash. You ain't going to need no goddamn jumbo loan and no second mortgage in the HELOC. You're going to be out of the marketplace. Facto. Quicko. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I hate to hit y'all with this, uh, but this is the only way I can do it. All right. Shout out to Mystical Free Agent. Shout out to you for the co-sponsorship. He says, happy money day, CGA. Just caught a promotion at my job. Overnight weekend, charge nurse in the operating rooms. 
new people, listen to CGA, get your funds up, debt down by better leverage and options in all areas of life, free agent lifestyle for life. And congratulations, congratulations. All right, congratulations to you for that promotion at yo y'all man my man got to make that money all right i love it when brothers come in here and they tell us our stories and yes this people you think our store you think our audience is a bunch of losers in sales and virgins you're wrong man we got some heavy hitters in the building we got people doing their thing and they're grinding and they're on they're doing it on the low and they're staying free agents man we got twin b says and Mariah Mills lighting Zion up on Twitter. Who the hell is that? Mariah Mills. Mariah Mills. I want to see who that is. Oh, there's a woman. What's she say? Is that his girlfriend? Oh, she's a prawn star. Damn, I'm glad I didn't have that screen up. What's she saying on Zion? Lighting his ass up? Oh, good Lord. Damn, she a prawn star for real. Is that her? I don't even know who, who that is. I got to make sure. <laughs> she definitely a prawn star. Oh, boy. I'm glad, brother, you almost had me lose my channel. All right, Mr. Abbott says, remember when Zion, oh, yes, remember when Zion was crying on draft day, giving his mama all the cred. She definitely raised the son husband. I've been definitely critical of Zion, but remember, I have to remember, he was an 18, 19-year-old young man who needed some leadership, and he cried about his mom you know, uh, kind of the real MVP thing. And I've been very critical of that moment. He's just immature as a man. All right. And the fact that he did not give credit at all at the moment, during the moment, he cleared it up afterwards. But in the moment, we don't know that he had a stepfather. Okay. He had a stepfather. His stepfather was very integral in his development, um, in his uh, pursuit of his goals. I think his stepfather was this trainer slash his trainer slash AAU club basketball coach. This is all stuff that I'm alleging to be true and invested heavily in Zion at an early age. Not when he became big, bigger than everybody else in South Carolina. He actually was a stepfather when he was a young man and he kept them on a path to not destroy himself, which should have received some recognition, but he wasn't mature enough. Zion wasn't mature enough to do that in the moment. Instead, he gave all credit to the mother. And this is one of the things that I'm very critical of of men in the community is that the mother can do no wrong. Oh, it's always dear mama. And uh, you've been saved by many men. Many men have got you and kept you alive, not your mama. Most of the time, your mama has put you in this situation, but we, we're afraid to even touch that topic. We always want to blame Jermaine. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. In fact, if you want to disagree with me, I want to share a very heartbreaking video with you. All right, if you guys will. All right, so watch this video right here. Uh, this is allegedly a young man. Unfortunately, we have to show him because this was posted on Instagram. This is this is indicative of the community's mindset when it comes to women and men. So there's a young man here with the little uh, lollipop here. Uh, what is that, an otter pop or a little pop-up pop? I can't remember what these are called. And uh, listen to what he's asking his mother. And his mother recorded this, so um, let's hear it. Do I have a dad? Why do you ask that? I don't know. But do I have one? Of course you do. If you can't hear it, I'll translate it. The kid asked, does that, it's a push-up pop, thank you, or a push pop. The kid asked, do I have a dad? And then the mother recorded him 
she proceeded to bring out the phone because he obviously asked this question. And then she asked, what did you say? She, he asked twice, do I have a dad? Okay. Of course, I'm sure everybody, that's Jermaine's fault. He ran off. Highly unlikely. Let's listen to the rest. What's his name again? His name is Tyrell. Tyrell? Mm-hmm. Mom, does he know I'm really, really smart or does he not? Shush. This is sad, bro. This is sad. What's my What's my dad's name? This man, this young man, this man is, he's got a little league uniform, so he's at least five. And this white man sitting around here looking at this woman like, you bitch, you bitch. What's my dad? Why don't, okay, listen, the man could have ran off. Why doesn't the man know his dad's name? And then he asked, does my, does my dad know if I'm really smart or does he not? Does he care? Bruh. Yeah, this is the state of the community. And these are two, these aren't two poor people. The, I'm sure the mom does decent for herself. Yeah, this is the stuff. Yeah, this man says right here, ladies, stop thinking you could do it alone. This is tragic. I don't realize that. How don't you know that this is tragedy? This dude has no chance. He has only luck on his side. And he would need another man to come in here. He he would need like Zion Williamson's stepdad to come in here. Um, I don't think he knows. But when ever since I tell him I'm really good. All right, he says, um, I don't think she says I don't think he knows. And I think he says uh every chance I want to tell him uh, I can't remember what he said. Let's continue. What do you mean? Kyra. What about? Like if I tell him. I'm really good. He would trust us. I didn't. If I tell him we're real, I'm. If I, he said, if I tell Tyrell, not dad, if we tell Tyrell I'm really good, he will trust us. By the way, something was edited out because he, where does he talk about trust? That clip was edited out. He said something. She probably said something back. That was edited out. And if I tell him I'm really good, he will trust us. Man. <laughs> Dude. It's like, um, it's not about that. Sometimes adults, even though they're big people, like even though they're adults, they don't um, do the right thing all the time. Mom in here just tore, sometimes, whatever his name, Jaquan. Oh, sometimes adults, even when they're big, they don't do the right thing. What what you talking about, ma'am? You talking about you or you talking about Tyrell? Because what you're doing now is trying to tell Tyrell what he's supposed to do when you need to let the courts handle that, ma'am. So she's controlling Tyrell's ability to see his son by what she thinks is right or wrong. And this is the true tragedy of not just the community. This is women in general. She now probably says Tyrell has the money. He has the ability to be here, but he doesn't provide you emotional support. And so by that, I get to control his relationship with the kid or replace one. He's there emotionally and physically, but not financially. Replace one. He's there financially, but not physically and emotionally. And so adults don't make good decisions. So I punish Tyrell by what I think 
he should have a relationship with this kid. She's penalizing Tyrell by what she think is right. Period. She just admitted to it. Continuing. And so some dads don't do the right thing and some moms don't do the right thing. But... Yes, they, they clip that shit out. So some dads don't do the right thing, according to you. According to you. And that's that's you. why this dude don't know his kid, his dad at age five and six. Mm. And he licking a push pop like a damn. He shouldn't be licking it. Pause. Well, <laughs> this is the toxic emotional terrorism that I talked about. Women get away with this shit and all of us have blood on our hands. Yes, all of you, because you let them get away with it. You let them come with their opinion and their own side of the story. And now the kid don't know the dad's name. And now the kid's internalizing it, saying, well, maybe if he knew I was smart, maybe if he knew I was good at baseball, maybe if he good in, and that doesn't matter. She's saying it doesn't matter how smart you are, kid. Your dad didn't do the right thing by me. Therefore, I'm punishing him and mm. you. And that's you. <laughs> we let him get away with this shit all the time. Shout out to Mr. Albert. I appreciate that shit, Chad. With Fairbanks, says Zion's gender reveal video reminds me of that Drake 21 Savage video where everybody all cleaned up uh, at the big ATL mansion party, and then it shows their miserable futures too real. I got to check that out. Agent Machine says, rest in peace to the Iron Sheik who didn't get or who didn't see a prawn star coming to camel clutch Zion's wallet. Shout out to the Iron Sheet. Twist up the mustache. All right. Step over you. She got him with the uh, camel clutch. All right. Shout out to Rational Rationality. Says started my OnlyFans channel two days called the Mastodon Wrangler. Shout out to you. Hey, let's get to these Cash App PayPal Super Chats. Appreciate the contributions. Pete Rose says, sup, coach. The story the other day of the mom sabotaging the kids' soccer is... He says, what is what it's exactly what happened to me and my daughter. It's sad. Hey, man, all of these tactics that women use against fathers, they're nothing new. They've all used the same tactics. And people have become desensitized to it as to not call the person out on their bullshit. So people just be like, oh, well, you know, I had to work itself out. Meanwhile, the kid gets uh, to experience this for the entire remaining of their childhood. All right. Of their childhood. And they don't want to call the mom on their bullshit. Have you ever seen a woman come up to a group of people and say, yeah, my dad, my baby daddy's uh, uh, or my child's father don't care about the kid. He don't do this. He don't do that. Has anybody ever said bullshit on the spot? <laughs> You've never heard one person call that and challenge her and ask her five questions. Because it would be easy to do. You'd be like, oh, you making that shit up. How much custody has he fought you for? How much child support you getting from him? How much you restricting? Did you go to court to restrict access to him? Are you using child support? You can call him out on bullshit right away. Bullshit. Does he know his kid got a game today? I bet you he don't. Did you tell him to come to the kid's game? Did you give him the schedule? I bet you you didn't. Nobody ever does it. Everybody just, well, you know. You, you guys let these straggle daggles bring their nappy-headed kid to barbershop. And nobody be like, why don't the dad bring the kid to the barbershop as she parades and sashays her ass in and out of the barbershop? And everybody's like, I'll be the mentor to your kid. I'll teach him. I'll teach him. And you just want to get in her guts. 
everybody should be like, where that kid daddy at? And why he ain't, I ain't never seen him bring this kid to the barbershop. Soon as she opened her mouth, you jump down her throat with it. Because you know she's going to be on some bullshit. So you don't want the bullshit. You just let the bullshit happen. Right? You should call her out. All right? Who paying for that? The government? His child support? Tell us what the gig, tell us what the gig is. Instead, y'all let her, you let it slide, and you let this bullshit persist for decades. Silence is support. Shout out to no government name, BH, in the building over on the Cash App. Silence is support. I call it out, and y'all call me all kind of names for it when I'm giving y'all the absolute God's honest truth, and I'm giving y'all that work. <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? Y'all can hate me for it. I don't really care. I don't know, man. <laughs> we got a lot of PayPal's, so I'm going to do them in conjunction with the Super Chats. We got, uh, what is that? Key says, you can have wealth or you can have friends, but you can't have both. Gentlemen, proceed accordingly. I agree. I know people don't agree with that. I agree. You're going to meet new friends on the way up, <laughs> right? Most of the time. Unless you're doing some thug shit. He also says, surround yourself with men who will mention your name in a room full of opportunities. Facts. Surround yourself with men who will mention your name in a room full of opportunities. Facts. All right. He also says here, let's get him on here since he's on a roll. He says, men understand you have the power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. All right. This is why you guys, you know, a lot of you people really need to go within yourself. Um, for real, you guys want to start businesses and need partners and all of that stuff, man. Partnership, not not I. All right, shout out to uh, Gio. Giovanni says, take, uh, take one year of your life and live completely under your means. Let yourself overcome shame, and you'll learn to be ruthless. It's the only way to survive this life if you want a better future. I know people don't like that. People want nice people to make money. People want nice people to make money and give it away. It's not how it works. You got to be somewhat cold-hearted out here to survive. We got talk, talk to him. Talk to him. <laughs> talk to him. It's talk to him. I think it's talk to him. He says, after two hours of foreplay, he says, I put it down on an underage 26-year-old last night, but lasted under five minutes. Uh-oh. We need to get your... He says, expectations were high because I'm Caribbean. He says, can't stop thinking about this ish currently at work. All right. Sorry, man. Oh, the humanity. Hey, man, you, you, you know, you had her for by the hour. <laughs> five stroke special. Five stroke special. No government name. I'm taking my 12 year old daughter to New York City for a couple of weeks. Are there any places of interest? Or activities that you could recommend. I already have some things planned out, but suggestions never hurt my opinion. Um, I actually did a lot. Teenagers are very, very tough to do in New York City. I don't think it's a great place for them unless they're interested in a lot of things. But take them to the flashing lights. Take them to Times Square. Uh, take them on the bus tour for sure, um, where you can hop on, hop off bus tour. She might find some of the places interesting and some not, just depending on who she is. And then I would also do a probably a boat a boat tour. Uh, there's several tours that you got to book in advance. One takes you to Ellis Island where you can walk on Ellis Island, and the other ones just take you close to it, and you can take pictures in the wind. 
All right. So uh, some of those things might be of interest to you. Some of these things you might not be able to see because there's currently fires from Canada right now. Okay. But um, um, there's also a lot of homeless people on the streets. Try to stay maybe on the west side in the upper Soho areas. Take them to the, take her to the Harry Potter store if she's interested in Harry Potter. Um, you know, use the subway once a couple of times, but the subways can get sketchy if you don't know where you're going. There's a lot of museums there. Museums typically in young people aren't going to be a big hit. All right. And Central Park is a good place to go, but at this time of the year, it's going to be hot and humid. And Central Park is huge, man. So if you don't know where you're going specifically in Central Park, could be a problem, but you could go to Central Park and it's somewhat um, sanitized. Yeah. Stay in Manhattan. Stay in Manhattan and Harlem is on Manhattan. So don't go too far. Don't get on the wrong train. <laughs> oh, take them to the world trade. They have a nice museum there. Yeah. It's a lot of good places out there to go. 12 is pretty young, but yeah. And oh, do not take a cab. Do not rent a car. Do not take a cab. Do all Uber. Cab drivers are irate at me right now and be prepared to walk. A lot. So if she's not used to walking, you're going to have a problem. You're going to be putting steps on. Oh, Bronx Zoo. Go to the Bronx Zoo. I heard that was great. I didn't get to go. But <laughs> somebody said, take her to the Rucker. Uh, maybe if she plays ball. Uh, be prepared to walk, and she's going to be re- have to walk, man. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no if ands, or buts about it. Like, there's no getting around not walking. So, yeah. For real. Take her to Chinatown. Get her a fake Louis Vuitton handbag from the Asian women. Right. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, there's a lot of homeless people on some of the streets, even in Manhattan. Shout out to Demon Deacon OG. Pretty thug in the building. One of the great names on YouTube. Sponsorship. I'm he says, but why you giving the secrets away, coach? I don't want to see you go out KS style. Well, I'll just leave it at that. Shout out to KS. I won't throw dirt on his name. Some people don't want this truth. You're absolutely right. Some people want to actually just decay into ignorance, right? And uh, it's always, if you think your solution is always going to be like, um, there's a help, there's a help out there and it's somewhat out of my control. So I'm going to keep doing stupid shit and watch people around me do stupid shit and wait for the government to come in or Black Lives Matter or the patriarchy or the laws to change in the family court. This is the solutions that normies live by. Instead of me smacking you up and being like, here's the real truth. Your decision making, I mean, your solutions to reside in yourself. You have to change you. You can't change everyone around you. You can't stop the world and then let yourself off and then come back and let the world turn. You cannot. You cannot. You can't run for stuff. Nothing. You have to take it amongst yourself. If everybody provides you a solution that is Trump or Biden or the rainbow mob or black folks or reparations, it's always something else. Get rid of student loan debt. It's always that. It's never them. Emotional. If people can meet me on my emotional level, I just need a manifest a rich man. I need a girl with a nice body. I need a girl who's mine. All mine. You bring it. You're blaming 304s for your problems. These people got everybody else to blame and looking for everybody else to solve the solution to make their lives better. And that ain't how it works. Trump ain't going to save you. Neither is Biden. 
Now, he can make things good, but it is what it is. Henry Brazilian says, Travis Rudolph found not guilty. Rest in peace to that simp enforcer. So congratulations. We'll talk about that show later. We'll talk about that later. I'm going to catch up. Travis Rudolph found not guilty. Thank the Lord. That straggle daggle didn't get that boy put in prison. Das Token says, but he's tall, coach. Shaking my head. Yep, he's tall. I'm sure the baby. Who you talking about? The baby daddy? Okay. We got uh, a man supporting men, a.k.a. MPI. Hey, coach, I started creating YouTube shorts and reels on IG. They're doing pretty good. Got to start somewhere. My top video has over 41,000 views. Congratulations. Dude, it feels good to actually know that if you put in the work and, you know, you would think that, you know, your first 10 videos got 5,000 views. I mean, not, not 5,000, five views. And you're like, this is impossible. Dude, if you feed the algorithm and feed the beast, you will realize one of these videos are going to pop off. I don't even know who this is. No government name says you can tell a young man who's been raised by a clever mother like Hakimi versus one raised by a struggling single mom like Zion. Yes. Absolutely. You can tell. It's very evident. And uh, his mother should have told him, stay away from that woman. Rodrigo De Silva. What's up, coach? I was on another channel. He says, I was in the other channel just asking for the name of this channel. And your moderators found smart uh, blocking me, smart blocking me, instead of giving me the name. By the way, how can I make the junior college proposition to an Insta model? Don't. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> to an Insta model? Don't. Bruh. Dude, find them where they at. Dude, remember, the junior college is at the junior college. Then just don't go to the, don't go to the dorm, all right? Y'all just want to go. Y'all want to take, look. Yeah, it's called a booking email, but you guys got to know, Instagram models are getting heavy, heavy emails and bookings. If you're going to come in there and you're going to offer her 250 bucks for a quickie, forget it. You got to offer her 10 grand and up. I'm telling you one more time. Please go to locals. I tell you how this works. CoachGregAdams.locals.com. Stop propositioning girls at uh, baristas. Y'all ninjas want to think. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Instagram is not the place to pop off with your prop unless you're putting out 10, 000, 10K and airline tickets. That's their. <laughs> mm. All right. But you will catch an IG and an OnlyFans model at the junior college. Easy. Just go to the junior college. Stop stop going off campus. Y'all niggas want to go off campus. You want to be on that social media doing it? No, you're, you're, you're asking for it. Look at this straggle-daggle that got pregnant by Zion. He had to offer her a good deal, and she ugly. <laughs> All right. CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. I'll tell you how to do it. It's a slam dunk. If you do it any other way, you're gonna look like a, you're gonna look crazy. He says, "Better go on the plenty of fish." 10k on IG, catch they ass on the discount. One day in class. Anyway, stop going to the grocery store. I actually had a guy say that. Um, I had a guy say that. He was like, "This guy's telling you that you could go to the gym and offer a gym babe three hundred bucks." I'm like, you moron. 
Yep. You're gonna they're gonna screenshot you and pull put you on your story. Stop, guys. There's one there, there's 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 a method to the madness. You guys are frustrating yourself. Do not go up to gym girls. Do not go up to young girls that are in a cluster. Don't go up to girls at the movie theater. Don't talk. Join locals. Join Coach Greg Adams. Locals.com. I tell you how to do it. Y'all go up to homeless girls. Y'all go up to girls riding skateboards. Y'all go up to girls at their job. You're going up to girls at the gym. Stop, please. You're going to be out here getting arrested. CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. I'm here to let y'all know there's a method to the madness. <laughs> Girls at the dam working at the dam Piggly Wiggly. Girls working at Aldi. You running up to the girls stocking groceries at Walmart. Will y'all stop? This is not how we do it. Y'all trying to Instagram DM straggle daggles. What did I tell you what to do? If you see a girl you like, imagine just go find one that looks like her. You don't need that one. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, that brother's starving. Put the link in there. Leave waitresses alone. Trust me, they already know how this is done. Stop thinking girls are ignorant. They're going to act stupid if you ask her. She's serving out pancakes and grand slams to you at Denny's. You're going to be like, you want to come to the junior college? She's going to say, what, moron? She's going to say, what? Same girl is coming to my house tonight. Same one. She's going to act stupid when you talk to her about it. <laughs> but she knows what it is. But she's not going to let you do this in public. All right. Guys, cold approach is dead. DM slow pimping is dead. Y'all can do it. It's doable. But just understand, every woman on Instagram getting inundated by DMs. Inundated. Is that what it is? Inundated? They're getting hammered in the DM. Ugly chicks are getting hammered in the DMs. Now, you can cold approach. You can do it in conjunction. I would not depend on it as a sole strategy. I would not say I will do no strategy other than that. It's doable. I, do, I don't call it cold approach. I call it cold, warm, and hot. Some people are new here. I've been over this. There's a cold approach. There's a warm entrance, and then there's a hot lead. Right? Those are two different things. So I'm not saying never talk to a woman in public, but you guys got to know what you're doing. Cold approach seems to be almost useless. That's almost like cold calling. Not many people are good at cold calling. You're looking like a moron thinking that one out of 100 is great results. It's not. It's actually going to get you fired from your job. Okay. So start working on warm entrances, warm leads, people that you have in common, social circles, people that told you, hey, man, I think this girl likes you. That's warm. You need a hot ass referral. This girl wants you. She want to slob on your salami. She's been checking you out for two months. That's a hot ass lead. Jump on it. She comes up to you, wants to grab your junk, tells me to take your take you to the bedroom and choke her. Hot lead, jump on it. Okay. <laughs> but you goofies don't got no warm leads, no warm interest, 
no hot leads, no hot ass referrals. You got nothing in the bank but cold calling. You are going to be lonely on a lot of nights. <laughs> you could be lonely. Depending on, I'm going to introduce myself to 100 broads. You're going to be lonely smashing beer bottles in their face when they reject you. Like your, fa like your favorite dating coach. <laughs> and you'll be in jail and you'll have a case. And you won't have no, because these goofy ass cold, cold approach people with no warm referrals or hot leads. What they will do is they'll approach any woman anywhere. That's not how it works. You know who, what type of people who do that? People who don't have careers. People who have nothing to lose. People who do in target low-hanging fruit. People who bang straggle-daggles and think they're winning. Okay? that's what. The, but if I have a career, I can ill afford to put my reputation on the line just approaching people around the neighborhood. I actually have a career that I can lose. I have a reputation that cannot be besmirched. I have a whole bunch of things going for me. I have property that I own. I have rent to pay. Ninja, I can't miss out on the job. I can't miss out on my subway job, Mr. Cold Approach Guy. I got a career that I need to make sure that I attain. <laughs> All right. But Mr. Subway job having Ninja got time. You ain't got no reputation. Ninja, you work at Zaxby's with a chicken hat on your head. Yep, Cold Approach is just for you. And the straggle daggles that fall for it. Absolutely. And the broken women that love game. You, you're going to be right at home, Mr. Zaxby's. <laughs> you got no property to lose. You only going to have a public defender. You ain't got no lawyer. You ain't got no relatives. You ain't got no family legacy. Yeah, Zaxby's employee. Cold approach is right up your alley. Let me stop here. All right, shout out to Frank. Said, Coach, what city would you recommend men over 50 should go to to have fun? Um, anyway, what city? Uh, that's a kind of a open-ended question. Maybe we can tackle that because uh, we're at the end of the show. <laughs> All right, we're at the end of the show. So that, that could be a whole show in itself. This ninja work at Panda Express talking about cold approach. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's going to be right up your alley, Mr. Panda Express. As you get done with the drive-thru and cold approaching all the girls driving up to your window, Offering them weed, coca, and a phone number. Have at it. All right. Who we got here? We got, I'll call you Kendall. He says, shout out to the coach gang. RIP to Tiger Woods and Rory McElroy for fumbling a bag of a combined $1.3 million for pledging their allegiance to PGA only for the PGA to merge with VIP golf. Take me out with the buzzer. Mm. And a thing that I did not think would happen. PGA Tour threw that towel in. And guess what? They followed the money. Okay. They went with the money. That's all that money. That Saudi money don't play. You guys got to realize that Saudi money don't play. Bread and circus. Y'all think it's a game out here. Y'all whole leagues go about to turn. Hey, they started with the World Wrestling Federation. Now they getting into professional sports. Y'all gonna see professional sports in the next 10 years change for real. And the and these people, these Saudi money's about to throw money at athletes like crazy. All right. China already got. China already got LeBron. This Saudi money, NBA, about to be. <laughs> uh-huh. Ooh-wee. And Saudis, shout out to them. I ain't got nothing to say. I knew I know one of your family members, y'all. But, hey, we cool. But let me just tell you. Hey, listen, I ain't going to even touch them. 
I go over your touch. New, 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 new world order. All right. It's about to get real. They just paid a guy $215 million a year, a footballer. The Saudis just paid a footballer $215 million a year. Yeah, man, it's a wrap. Mm. Wait till they get into the NBA. Because they got the WWE. They got golf now. It's only a matter of time. They just paid that. What's the soccer player's name? Benzema. Look it up. Kareem, Kareem Benzema. $215 million a year. They about to get that. They gonna, I think they're going to go for the NFL next. I don't know what they're coming for. They're coming for it. It's a wrap. Hey, man, they've, they've already proven that they can get professional organizations. They're coming for USC. They got And WWE and UFC, they're merging. So... They coming for all that, bro. They coming for all that. They they about to have it. And I don't think the U.S. can compete financially. If they come in and get the American leagues, yeah, man. $215 million a year to kick a soccer ball? Bro. Mm. <laughs> he said pocket change. <laughs> for real? You don't know, man. Saudi's got that long money. They got long dough. Long, long dough. They got dough. Again, I, I used to train the girl woman from the 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 royal family all right i was connected she invited me to saudi arabia to kick it i'm not gonna tell the story again but yes i'm connect i i i've seen it i've seen the long dough the young girls they got money man they got money more they got money more money than you can actually imagine he said toilet paper money my man said that's long they got toilet paper money anyway uh let me let me continue Shout out to them. Hey, they're going to run. They're going to be running it for real. Oh, Ronaldo left Saudi. I thought he went over there. He left already. <laughs> he was like, I'm out. Ronaldo left that money. He went to the money, didn't he? Ronaldo. He, he went to that Saudi money. What is he getting? Hey, man. Let me see what that contract looking like for Ronaldo. He getting uh to him. He getting $200 million a year. Ronaldo took that money. So Ronaldo getting 200 mil. Did Messi go over there too? He's still there. <laughs> and they let, they changed the laws so Ronaldo could bring his girlfriend over there. His girlfriend that's on his payroll. Okay. So they have a law that you can't live with a woman that you're not married to. They paid Ronaldo $200 million a year, changed the law to let him stay with his uh, payroll 1099 girlfriend. Messi coming to Miami? He coming to MLS, that's going to be crazy. That's going to be crazy if he, man, I missed that news. Messi to Miami. I missed that news. Because that's today. That was yesterday. He's interested in going to, wow, that would be, that's going to be nuts if he came. Wow. All right, that's big news. Thanks for sharing that. Let me finish up with these Super Chats. Uh, DJ B Fit, coach, what? About the Golden Corral. Shout out to the Golden Corral. Cheeky is out here. Yeah, there's girls at the Golden Corral that got that piece leave like an ATM. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. Sligo is the sauce. Your program the other day about Instagram and all of its illusions was on point. Yeah, you can only see it. You can't unsee it. Chad with Fairbanks. I know a guy 
taking a six-year plea and turning himself in next week. He was thirsty, starving, trying to emulate stuff you can't fake with women. She cried great, even though it was consensual because she had a boyfriend, man. Mm. It is not a game out here when you're dealing with these ladies. And I don't suggest that you lie and manipulate because they will come back and get your neck out here and throw your ass in jail. And they will not have no, they will not have no feelings inside. Newski, CGI effed up. My son was born last week, literally. Baby mama caught me texting a woman the other day. She was supposed to come move with me in July with the baby, pay off her debts, and save for a house. She's literally messing everything up. I feel the control she uh, has said. She has said? I think you mean the control she has. I feel the control she has for my kid. Yeah, well, guess what? Yeah, you messed up. Guys, if you're going to get in relationships, here's my advice. Don't cheat. I'm a big guy. Listen, listen, I haven't always had this opinion. But as, as a person that's a free agent, I don't think that men who want to mess around with women, multiple women should be in relationships at all. You should not. Listen, if you want to be greedy out here, then just stay single. If you want to be greedy, stay single. But don't double dip. Stop being out here double dipping on these women. You got them falling in love and you're telling them all this shit. You're romancing them. You're only setting yourself up for a disaster. Soon as you out here greedy and you go, you're messing yourself up. You're only giving them ammo. What you do is you let them know what it is. Hey, it's you. It's you for now. Then I'm going to be over here. I'll keep you on my team. Okay, you don't want to be on my team. Bye. Or I'm going to be a free agent. I'm going to be done. I don't want nothing. Or I'll go ahead and pay you to leave. This is the strategy. Doing the whole dance of cheating on your wife and wife's cheating on your husbands is not necessary anymore. Trying to run game on hoes and this whole lover boy scandal. And, and guys, if you knock up a woman, be a father to the child. Support your children. Be there. If you want to be a paycheck, give her an dude. You got I think men are trying to get women for free. And I think this is screwing you up. Shout out to this brother Newski. You're trying to pray, I'm gonna freebie this hoe. I think you're messing yourself. Women are not for free. You're gonna pay either way. Sometimes if you give her the control, she chooses what you're going to pay. But trying to freebie your way to Punani is screwing you guys up for real. I believe supporting concubines. People call it tricking. Broke ninjas call it tricking. But this is what keeps you out of trouble. Do you want trouble or do you want the shit to go good? You guys want to marry and be out here cheating on your wife. This is some, pay now or pay later. You want to be um, Casanova. You want to be Andrew Tate. This shit is absolutely disgusting to me. It's just as disgusting as the shit women do out here. But guess what? Many of us deserve this shit. Let's just be real. We deserve it because we don't know how to act out here. Let the OGs lead you. If you want multiple women and you want to be out here down and dirty, stay single. Do not marry. Do not knock up skeezers. And don't support a skeezer and then be out here with skeezers. It's simple. 
It's pretty that's it's that simple. I'm I'm cut and dry. And women will be like, yeah, tell them. I'm telling you. Honesty is the best policy when it comes to women. You will be surprised at what they will agree with. You'll be a, you'll be surprised. Women that say, I would never do that. They'll agree to some shit if you just straightforward. And if they don't agree, leave them alone. There's going to be another one. 15 minutes coming. And she might agree. You'll be surprised. But I think guys are trying to do have their cake and eat it too. I don't support that. I don't support women having their cake and eat it too. And I don't support men doing it. I'm telling you, you keep playing this game. What do I tell you? It's only going to take one woman to make you pay for all the free women you got. And this is an example this brother just gave us. It only takes one woman to make you pay for all the women you screwed over. All the women you got for free. I want men to understand this. If you want multiple women, I know I, I got dudes wanting to be Andrew Tate out here. And Andrew Tate getting hemmed up and getting torn up by the laws and, and the attorneys. And shout out to him. I'm not dissing him. But what I'm saying is y'all all can't be Andrew Tate. And you all can't fight it like Andrew Tate's fighting. He fighting it like a warrior. Y'all ninjas will be crumbled up in the corner like a wannabe pimp after he got all his hoes take, taken and they took him for his money and they left his ass to get beat up. All right. You couldn't do what Andrew Tate's doing to survive what he's surviving at all. Cannot. He survived living in the dark, uh, solitary confinement for what? Six months? You ninjas will be dead. One thing we got to understand, pimping is dead. If you want to pimp, go ahead. They're going to get you on something. You're going to catch a you're going to catch a trafficking charge on the rapid. You want to be a cam model and run OnlyFans girl? These things are all distractions for men. You guys think you want that life? Guys, I had a family member that was a pimp. Well-known pimp in the Midwest. He's in prison. And they put his ass in there for several 100-year terms. It's not what you want to do. I know you think it's cool. You can get Punani from these women just being honest to them, not playing games on them, not making them feel bad and vindictive and kicking them in the booty and, and telling them they're sluts and skeezers. You don't have to do it. I'm telling you, there's one way to do it. You can do it. You can get your bag up and you can have them in a lane. For real. And they'll be happy in that lane until they're not. As Big Daddy Kane said, pimping ain't easy. And it never was. It ain't for the textbook nerd ninjas thinking that they're going to be a pimp or some dude out here, the next Andrew Tate. You're not. You think you're going to be what? You think you're going to be um, 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 uh, Dan Benzerian. Even Dan Bilzerian is miserable. Dan Bilzerian is miserable, and he knows the game. He has to pay those girls to be around him. He knows what's up. Everybody got to realize it's a pay-for-play world. I'm, I, I'm saying, I'm not saying illegally. Everybody got to realize this. And there's women that you don't think are doing it that are doing it. It's a hidden secret, and you won't realize it till you go to the dark side. I'm gonna leave it at that. You think this is, you think this is straight up? I'm a run game. Yeah, that, it's happening out here. But those same girls are on the spectrum. You just don't know it yet. You just don't know it. And oh, by the way, this is not new. This is not new. Um. Your mama and your auntie was doing this too. It just wasn't put out on the internet. I'm going to save Leonardo DiCaprio for later today. All right. Um, later today. Because I got a good segment here. And this is going to take too long. All right. But your mama was doing this too. Okay. Your auntie and all of them was doing this shit too. 
And this is how it's always been done. Okay. Girls have had scholarships paid, colleges paid for since the beginning. Y'all gonna figure this shit out. Okay. You're gonna figure this shit out. But y'all, I don't wanna wake y'all up and I don't wanna ruin your little fantasy bubbles out here. But men, y'all gonna figure it out, bro. <laughs> Yo, y'all gonna figure this shit out. Yo, Aunt Tia, all of them. They was with Pookie and yeah. All right. Anyway, man, y'all had an Uncle Earl and an Uncle Milton or uh, somebody from her job came over and bought y'all that back, that bike for Christmas. Remember you got that bike for Christmas when your mama had the electricity cut off? You remember? And somehow she got that diamond back. She got that mongoose. How'd she get that mongoose bike, Ninja? How'd she get that bike for you for Christmas? How'd she get all them toys when y'all lived in the projects? Man, I'm a, I make shit make sense over here. I don't want you to look at your mom differently and your aunts and them, but they had to do something to get you that Nintendo and that PlayStation and that Xbox. They had to do a little something. <laughs> Shout out to the coach gang. And look, I got to get out of here, brothers. And we out of here. Peace. I'm just trying to...